all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. All right, welcome in. If you're listening in on the radio and uh, podcast side of Spaced Out Radio tonight, we are getting all paranormal and supernatural. My good friends Phil and Pauline Byrne, right from 108 Mile Ranch, British Columbia. We're getting ghostly tonight. So I want all of you to join us, have a good time with us, because we are going to have a blast. Thank you, Jennifer Patterson, for kicking off this super chat tonight. Wonderful way to support what we do on a nightly basis. We got 20 seconds left. Let's burn through. Hi, Dino. Hi, Michael. Jules, how you doing? Uh, Karen in the Wu Train, Gong Show, Jimmy Gonzalez, Roy Boy. Yeah, he's signing up for autographs after the show. Line up to the left of the studio. Road Flair, if you want his autograph, you got to line up to the right. It's that simple. Horns up. Let's rock. of Central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at YouTube.com forward slash based out radio do old davy the favor hit that subscribe button you can follow us on twitter at spaced out radio instagram at spaced out radio show and on patreon in the sor space travelers club our website spacedoutradio.com we have a plethora of features for you rock out to bumblefoot read the news wire check out our swag as well tonight's show is brought to you by chive charities Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. It is a major show of woo tonight, as my good friends Phil and Pauline Byrne are here. We're going to be talking about ghosts and all sorts of supernatural goings-on. We'll bring them on momentarily. Then, in hour number three, Steve Stockton is here with another spooky story. Robin Haynes joins us for the Cryptid Report. It's Dave 101 night. And the strange news of the week. Let's hit it. The husband and wife duo, Phil and Pauline Byrne, have been a paranormal team for more than a decade. Originally based out of Abbotsford, British Columbia, where the tandem owned and ran Fraser Valley Paranormal, the team, who's been married for more decades than Phil has hair, now investigates up in the Caribou region of British Columbia. And to be totally upfront, I got to meet them this summer. And they ended up joining my ghost tour team at the 108 Mile Ranch Heritage Site. And we become very good friends and very well on the team where it comes to all things paranormal, supernatural, and anything to do with monsters. Let's meet them. 
Phil and Pauline Byrne, thank you so much for coming on Spaced Out Radio, my good friends. Now, let's let's get right into it. How did we get started, Uncle Phil, on getting into the ghost tour thing? Well, it's been something that Pauline and I have been interested in for quite some time. Uh, my wife is a natural-born medium, and we've had experiences way back in the day. And then from that point on, we just started... Uh, getting involved with people who had claimed they had hauntings. A lot of times they didn't. And uh, we don't just accept that it's going to be a haunting. We want to investigate. We want to see what's actually going on. And if there is something in the house, usually my wife will pick up on it. And she gets a lot of chatter. And from there, well, the rest is history. Yeah. And, and you know, I got to admit, I mean, you guys, hold on, let me move a mug here. You guys have, uh, you know, enjoyed a number of different locations that you have investigated over time. And Pauline, you are also a medium yes. where you get to uh, enjoy yourself talking to the dead people out there. How long has that been? Has that been a lifelong thing that's happened or is that something that happened as you aged? That was a lifelong, yeah, lifetime of just being a young kid, just not knowing at first. You know, the typical, um, you know, talking to friends that aren't there and having those imaginary friends and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, you go through that stage when you're a teenager where you just kind of block it out and you forget about it because it's weird, right? You don't know what to do with it. And then eventually you kind of meet like-minded people and next thing you know it gets a little stronger and stronger so yeah it's been a lifelong thing for me for sure okay i got an interesting question i've never asked this question on the air because you're both into the paranormal and you both love the subject of the weird and strange and that's why we get along so well okay but i want to ask okay when you guys became a couple way way long ago how do you get into the paranormal subject that say, I see dead people and talk to dead people, or I want to investigate this stuff? How did the, how did you bridge that gap? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay, well, basically I do. Um, okay, there you go. When Pauline and I first got together, she had an experience with a deceased family member that was visiting our daughter. And when that started happening, um, at first I thought it was all hogwash. Next thing you know, I was coming upstairs one night. Our oldest daughter was in her room. There was a a diffuse light in the room. I thought it was a nightlight. As I came around the corner, the light went out, and my daughter had yelled out, Oh, you scared Ertl away. And I said, Well, who's Ertl? Anyways, as time went on, we went to Pauline's mom and dad's place for Thanksgiving, oddly enough. Um, Her mother had brought out a... uh, um, a picture, a book of pictures, uh, you know, the old picture books that we used to, that our parents used to have. And uh, she was thumbing through it. And at which point our oldest daughter was sitting on her Nana's lap and she said, that's Ertl's house, which is in Wacogama, Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. And Ashley had never been there. So she was able to identify the property. She was able to identify Myrtle. And then from that, well, we had some friends and uh, some of those friends were connected to psychics. And it just, it's like, this stuff just attracts like-minded people. There's a lot of people that don't believe, and that's fine. You don't have to. I'm not here to try and convince anybody to believe in anything. Uh, we've just had our own experiences, and we've uh, been helping people um, identify that for many years. Okay, what is the purpose of helping people? What is the purpose of the paranormal to you, Pauline? 
Well, a lot of times we used to get calls from, you know, young moms, um, you know, that were alone and stuff were happening in their house. And, and it's scary. So if you don't know what to do with the situation, um, you know, odd things that continuously happen. Taps running, things knocking down, um, the feeling of being touched at nighttime, whether it's tickling of the feet or moving of the blankets. These things scare people and oh, it also scares their kids. So a lot of times kids will get not attacked, but they'll get touched or they'll have toys that go off and that scares children. So for us to go in and be able to identify what it is, move them along if we need to, um, it helps that family to move on. And we can explain, I can usually go in and say, it's not that bad of a, you know, the, this person is an elderly person and they're just trying to take care of you. Um, they're friendly. They're not evil. They're not mean. Um, if it's mean or evil, I leave that up to Phil. So Phil usually goes in and does his, his thing and he gets rid of them. Um, but it's, it's about helping them and feel, making them feel more comfortable in their space. We had do a ghost tour together, and you guys yeah. kind of... That's literally how we met. Yeah. Okay, was yeah. because I had to put out a call. Uh, myself and Mark and Tara had put out a call needing some volunteers, yeah. and you guys just kind of landed in our feet, and by God, that was one of the best things that's happened in a long, long time, I'll tell you. the same way. But, but for you guys, there's a difference between doing a tour and doing an investigation. Yeah. And going out and helping people in their own homes and, and going out to haunted locations to, to try and bring some answers to people, whether it's a museum, a bar, or somebody's place of work mm-hmm. where, you know, just never seems like there's anything uh, good that happens in those places. You know, a lot of businesses have black clouds that yes. are hovering over them. And yes. I'm sure it's it's not because they're a struggling business. It's because the energy around the business is struggling. You know, what is it like and what or what is the difference, Pauline, between dealing with a business compared to someone's home? Oh, um, like you said, Dave, a business, a lot of times it's like, the only way I can deal with this is a hospital. So if you walk into a hospital, the minute I walk into a hospital, there's always chatter. There's always going to be chatter. Some of it's nice, but a lot of it is is negative. Because if, um, for instance, down in the emergency, if somebody is brought in and they die unexpectedly, um, they don't have any idea why they've died, what's going on. They're negative. It's 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 harder. There's a there's a feeling there. Um, walking into a business that. Um, you know, somebody has died in, had a heart attack. How many times do you, do you go to the mall and you see a ambulance there? Right. Um, it, there's a, there's more of a negative issue there because it could be a stabbing. It could be a shooting. It could be anything that's negative. Not all the time, but some of the time where in a house, you don't know if it's, um, land or what we call passerbyers, we get that a lot at the at the heritage site. So you know it could be passerbyers, and a lot of these people are really kind of just doing their thing, wondering what they're doing. It's not always evil. So on TV, it always depicts that it's evil, right? 
on TV, when you're watching those ghost shows, everything is always evil. It's not always evil. So it's easier for us to calmly go into a house, deal with the situation. We can get rid of it. We can deal with it. But in a business, you don't know how many people are there. You don't know how much is there. There could be walk like passerbyers that just walk through. So it becomes a little bit more difficult doing those. And we have done a couple of businesses where we've gone in and it's been, we've had to go back two and three times. Okay, I want to ask you, like, getting back to you two being husband and wife for well over 30 years and, and you're you're a team together in sure. life, you're a team together in paranormal, mm-hmm. how does that differ going into these locations than, say, say me and Phil going into a location? Because, right. you know, we do not have that connection that both of you two have had created over time. So what what's the difference? What, what would I be missing? besides phil's cuddles (laughs) well i think because we're connected we're looking at things differently because just like in any situation or any couple a lot of times if you have a couple that's close they know what to expect they know the protocols they know what's going to come next the difference is the location itself because we don't know what we're walking into when we're walking into a location so we'll take a history and we'll ask people what they're finding what it is that's bothering them, where the problem seems to be coming from. And then we do an investigation. When we do an investigation, aside from something like the heritage site here, we're going to bring in cameras and a DVR unit. And then basically we have a whole bunch of equipment that we use to validate and verify. We do an investigation over the night. Then the next day, of course, we have to take everything down. We have to review all of that and we have to look for any evidence Sometimes there isn't any, to be quite honest. Um, or we can say, well, that was you know a chair falling, or that was rain, or or whatever the case may be. So uh, we've been doing this long, well before there was ever any paranormal TV shows. Uh, and at that point, like I said, it's really been you walk in. It's no different than walking into a brand new restaurant for the first time and reading the menu. So in this case here, we go into a brand new location, we take the history, we talk to the people, and then we just try to figure out, is there something going on or is it an active imagination? Do you think that out there, because of the popularity of the last 20 years of paranormal television, do you think there's a lot of people up there out there making up? paranormal activity because they want a team to come in they want to be able to brag to their friends i my house is haunted and i have these these paranormal people coming in have you guys ever dealt with that absolutely mm-hmm. tell me a story about that pauline we actually uh were called it was it was quite late at night actually uh this young girl called and wanted us to come in she was she was just really upset. She was going off about things falling off of the cupboards and doors opening and closing and slamming. And she was just distraught. And she wanted us to come in, like, right now. So we got our team. We we actually woke a couple of our team members up and said, look, we got to go. These people want us there. Um, generally, what would happen is they always sent me in first. Just to, I just kind of went in, did a little bit of a walkthrough, chit-chatted with them as I was going through my walkthrough. I try not to get them to give me too much. Like, I I tell them, don't give me anything. Let me just go through and feel what I feel, and then I'll tell you after. Um, I wasn't getting anything. 
and I had came outside and I had said to my husband, I'm not feeling anything, but I want you guys to go in and have a chat with them. So we went in, we had a chat with them and it, the funniest thing was they had a, a brand new kitten and the room that they had said was the most haunted and the most activity this kitten was in. So I walked into the, to the, to the room I closed the door behind me and the kitten was in there and I had the lights out. Uh, I had a flashlight with me and that kitten curled up in my lap and just went to sleep. And I thought, hmm, that's kind of weird because a kitten, if you're leaving a kitten in a room that's got activity, they're going to they're going to be one of the first to let you know something's there. Um, So at that point, I came out, said, I'm just not getting anything. But again, I could be off too, right? I have off nights as well. So we did go ahead and we did the investigation. And at one point at the night, the girl came to me and uh, asked me if I was doing a show. And then she said, well, we watch all these shows and we just want to be investigators. And Mm. so at that point, I was like, oh, you just woke us all up to get out here. So it is frustrating. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to call her out on it, but I, we knew right away that it was, she was watching so much TV and it was like, I just really want to join your team and I want to be an investigator too. And so. Well, the funny part is even on the ghost tour this year, you guys had a guy in your group oh my goodness. where he was going to teach you guys because yeah, yeah. he's watched all the television shows yes. the last 20 years yeah. and he was going to teach you yeah. guys yeah. how to investigate. In fact, he was going to replace you guys. He was going to replace us. Actually, he was going to replace you, Dave. He wanted yeah. to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he was going to replace us all, he said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he was quite funny. He was quite funny. And actually, a funny story with him. We went into our barn, and our barn is, you know, Davis, you know, that's your barn. You love that barn. And, and uh, you know, we have a fellow up there, up in the barn that, uh, you know, he has his moments. He could be a little nasty. And uh, when he's had enough, he's had enough. And, and this fellow kept walking towards the step. And uh, we had we had our voice recorders on. And, and it, it ghost kept... Ghost box. The ghost box. That's what it was. I had the recorder on, but we also had the ghost box. And... Uh, it kept saying danger every time he'd walk over it'd say danger danger and then he'd walk away and it stopped saying it and then he'd walk over and by the ninth time he figured out by the ninth really time it was, it was like it yeah. was him yeah it was like <laughs> oh. this, this guy just does not like you yeah so he was he was another one yeah i've watched every show i've i've taken notes this is what this guy was saying by the way yeah yeah it was, it was so funny and dave i've heard you say a number of times like you know it takes Days for them to to film one one show, right? It's it's yeah, it's funny. I think it's absolutely hilarious when you know people try to play games like this. Even my buddy Merle, who comes on for Ghost of the Great White North, yeah, he had people adamant their place was haunted. Yeah, and when they when his team arrived, they had a house full of people. Waiting to watch it, they were all you know. They had like wine bottles and cheese, and right. and and they had a party, yeah. and they literally were there and had all these people over to watch the paranormal investigation in their house. And Merle was just kind of like, 
Yeah. Yeah, this isn't what we do. And it's, you know, we're not going to be doing this tonight. You know, so, I mean, it just kind of, it really kind of uh, um, irks me because there are people out there who want that value and that entertainment, and they don't seem to understand, Phil, that there is a very serious side to the paranormal. It's not just hunting ghosts, okay? It is, you know, like, I, I don't consider myself a ghost hunter. I consider myself an enthusiast of the paranormal. I'm out there for to have some fun, mm-hmm. just like, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But for people like you or Merle or, or others like yourselves, mm-hmm. This is a very serious concept. Mm-hmm. You know, this, is, this isn't a hobby. This is something where you're trying to find the answers, Phil. Well, we do try and find the answers. And, and a lot of times we find that there is an answer, a natural occurring reason for uh, an alleged haunting. However, having said that, we have gone into places where there have been issues. Oh, yeah. We have gone into places where we've got... Um, you know, either evidence on film or mm-hmm. we have ghost tube or um, a, a number of things that have gone on. And we've actually gone to reinvestigate some of these places. Yeah. So it's not all bad and it's not all not there. Yeah. I mean, it's just that like anything, you've you've just you've got to do your time and you've got to investigate and try things out and, and see what's going on. And the places that truly are haunted uh what are they haunted by? Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that someone's evil. It could be a deceased family member who, in their mind, they're in a dream state. They don't realize they've passed on. Or there's been times where people have conjured something because they were using a Ouija board and they didn't bother to close the door. Yeah. Or some people that wanted to get into witchcraft because they thought it would be a good idea. Yeah. And then they've, you know, they've asked something in and then they lost control. Yeah. You know, that happens. Yeah, and and you know what? It takes people such as yourself to go in there and... We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. And clear things out. Yeah, and if you're not, if if it wasn't for people like you or or Merle or other people out there, I mean, what would we be doing right now? Yeah. You know, what would, how would we be dealing with this issue? I mean, it would be so swept so far under the rug, much like the UFO story is, or the truth of UFOs, right. that you guys, what you do, you'd still be considered taboo. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know? We got about two minutes to go before we have to go to break at the bottom of the hour. Phil and Pauline Burt are here tonight talking paranormal ghost stories. And I'm having a lot of fun because 
literally they're my neighbors they are my uh, good friends and they help with my ghost tour you know we i'll quickly ask you this just small talk here before we come back 90 seconds ago what was it like for you guys on the tour this year i loved it i it was just awesome i got i i got close to my my ghost i call him my ghost in the post house um and it's it's every weekend is something different and it's they they do something different yeah it's awesome they're just a big pain in the ass there phil yeah. Well, no, we enjoy it. We yeah. actually enjoy um, taking in people that are skeptical. I don't know how many people were skeptical this year and came in and had absolutely no belief at all. And uh, they actually were exposed to a lot of evidence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and the good part about it is we were able to raise over $10,000 right. for the museum, which is a nonprofit museum. Exactly. And and uh, I, I was so proud of that because yeah. I really didn't know how it was going to go. And it just it started falling into place the minute we said yeah we're going to do the tour again and then you guys kind of fall into our laps and yeah. it just kind of uh, made for a very very strong and, and great few months there mm-hmm. that uh, that we got her going and man i can't believe how much we pushed i mean we right. ha- we had almost 500 people come through the tour in in three months and yeah, did, yeah. you had some record weeks too yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy but next year is going to be even better so yeah so if anybody's planning a trip up to alaska especially our american listeners stop in you got you, you got to pass the museum anyways that's right you have to pass because yeah. it's right on the highway and that way you can come check out the ghost of the 108 mile heritage site when we return for the second half hour of spaced out radio with phil at pauline burn we're going to get into their favorite ghost stories we're going to get into their favorite hauntings what is a haunting what is a ghost philip pauline burn right here on spaced out radio as we talk about ghost woo all night long we'll be right back right after this All right, we are clear. That was a first fun first half hour. Now remember, they can hear us. So right now, yeah, they can hear us right awesome. now. Just the radio side, cat. Yeah, you guys awesome. having fun? Oh, sorry, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, super fun. I'm trying to think of our favorite ghost stories. Now. Uh, well, you know what? I think that what would be interesting to talk about is when we actually bought the house. I told you the story. Oh, about, oh yeah, yeah. About tell the resident spirit. Yeah, yeah. tell tell that story. Tell that story when we come back. Yeah. yeah. What do we got in here? Yeah. I'm glad you're having fun. Thanks for doing this tonight. Yeah, well, no, know, it's super it's, fun. It, yeah. it is. It's interesting, and it uh, it might also, you know, some of these some of these radio people of of your following might decide they want to come in and actually get involved and go through a. Uh, a ghost tour and, and at the same time experience something. Oh, that's bright. Hold on. Mm. Trying to get some light on my face here. Ooh, there's Dave. So bright. Why so bright? There you are. There we are. All right, we'll leave it at that. I will ask that question, gorgeous Kim Jellen. Have you brushed and flossed tonight? <laughs> Michael C., how you doing? 
Aaron. How are you? All right. Want to remind everybody, Mark, May 10th through 12th, 2024, on your calendar. Why? Because we're heading to Reno for the third annual SOR fan party. You're all invited. You can't say you weren't invited, okay, because you're all invited. Guess what we're going to do? For 100 bucks a ticket, okay, 60 bucks if you don't want the VIP, Okay, for hundred bucks a ticket, VIP ticket, you, you're all going to take in the radio show. You got the VIP party with all of our special guests who are going to be here, uh, people that you've heard as guests on this show. All right, that's part of it. That's just night one. Night two, Merle's taking you all on a paranormal investigation. Might be Virginia City. I may or may not be speaking out of tune on that one. We're trying for that. Then that night. Melinda Leslie is taking everybody out on a UFO Skywatch. Now, some of you will go home on Sunday. Those who are staying, it's a free-for-all party. Hang out with us and party. You know, you want to take Jim Goodall out for lunch? You do it. You want to take Tim Senor out for dinner? You do it. You want to hang out with Geraldine Orozco? You do it. We do it all. They're all flying in to meet with you guys. May 10th through 12th at the Silver Legacy Casino and Resort. Tickets right now are available at info at spacedoutradio.com. Book your holidays. It's a great Christmas present for yourself. Book your holidays at your hotel now. Rooms are only 139 bucks a night. Better than the 400 we were paying in, re- in Vegas last year. So make sure you go. Sign up. You got five months, and we want to see you all there. Well, six months, actually. We want to see you all there. Okay, and don't forget, we want to say a big thank you to Lightwalkers and Jennifer for kicking off the Super Chats tonight. We appreciate your love and support. Also, oh, if you're new here, if you're new, hit subscribe, ring that bell. We'd greatly appreciate it. And you can shop at our store, spacedoutradio.com. Because we do not have ugly swag, people. We got nice stuff that you're actually going to want to wear in public. Not like half the paranormal and UFO shows that are out there where you're like, yeah, I'll buy a shirt to support them. No, here you're actually going to want to wear ours because you won't be embarrassed wearing it. So go get some swag. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talked out. That's enough of this show. I'm out now. <laughs> How you doing, Phil? Hey, buddy. And by the way, uh, Phil here, like he's like right here, okay? He's the guy who's healing my body. He's the guy who is actually, remember how pain, much of pain I was a few weeks ago? This is the guy who's fixing it. Yeah. Yeah, Philzy's got some hands with attitude, Okay. <laughs> By the way, I will also say this. I don't really want to say it, but I'm going to say it. There was an El Avni Volador sighting in my yard earlier tonight. I, I swear I caught a glimpse of the prick. Yeah. Here we go, second half hour.
Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Glad you're all tuning us on in. Reminder to all of you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on any major podcast network, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and so much more. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon by joining the SOR Space Travelers Club. Ghost Hunters Phil and Pauline Byrne are in studio tonight. It is a rarity that we actually have people in studio. I do not allow a lot of people to know where the headquarters actually is. Way in the forests, hidden in the mountains of central British Columbia. But Phil and Pauline Byrne are here tonight. Phil, Pauline, thank you for being with us. It's our pleasure. Yeah, we're having some fun tonight. Okay, right before the break, I wanted to know about your your favorite personal ghost story. And apparently, Philzy, it's when you bought your house up here in the 108 and you got to meet the local ghost in your house. Well, this is true, Dave. So when uh, when we decided to buy up here, uh, we finally found a house and um, made some arrangements. I had met with the previous owner and... I wanted to try and uh, and get the keys of the property a little bit earlier because we moved from the Fraser Valley all the way up here, which is quite a long drive. We had quite a large home down in the valley, and to move up here, we were downsizing. So I spoke to the, uh, the previous owner and said, listen, can I get in early? He said, yeah, okay. So anyways, we met at the property, and he gave me a tour of the property, and he gave me all the keys. I said, well, that's wonderful. I said, is there anything else in here you need to get out? He said, no. So he left, and I was in the house by myself. My wife was still down and down on the coast, and I heard a voice out of the basement asking, hello. I responded, knowing that there was no one in the house, and didn't get a response to that, and recognized immediately by the energy that you could just sense in the house um, that there was someone there. Um, I had said to him, look, you're welcome to stay as long as we can get along. But no playing games. The minute that happens, you're out. So I left. Came back a week later with my wife. We were running a, a truckload of stuff up. And we had the only keys to the house. Walked in the house and there was an artificial flower sitting in the middle of the foyer of the house. Wow. So that's the most recent one. You know, we also have some animals that have passed over the years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, out of the peripheral guys, when you see a movement or you see a possible cat or a dog and it's peripheral, but you can't zone in on it, that could be a previous pet. That could be a pet that's moved on, but they're still around you. They're checking in on you from time to time. And we get a lot of that. Pauline? I'm just trying to think of a favorite. Um, I mean, they're all my favorites. Because they're all different experiences. I think um, the one that keeps coming to me right now is uh, quite a few years ago, um, a friend of, my, um, of ours, he was a friend of mine um, through high school. 
and uh, we were like the best of friends. And I hadn't talked to him for some time. And uh, I phoned his wife the one day. I woke up and I just, you know, I just didn't feel right. Something wasn't right. So I phoned his wife and she picked up the phone and she was crying. And she said, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? What's going on? Um, She went on to tell me that he was dying. And it was sudden. And so I, uh, I, I remember saying to her, okay, well, just, just keep talking to me. And as she was talking to me, he passed away. And I remember having the phone to my ear and I, I literally dropped it because he just came to me. But he, when he came to me that quick, he was like it was, he was pacing, he was scared, he, he had no idea what was going on. And he was very, very, like, very, the only thing, the only word I can say is that he was super hyper, like, he was just pacing back and forth, back and forth, and I don't see, I can just hear or feel, and he just kept saying, what's going on, what's going on, why can't I see, why can't I see? And I had to tell him, like, you're gone. You're gone. Like you have to, you have to go. You're gone. And I remember saying to him, look for your dad. I and I'm, I was crying and because I thought, Oh, I'm, I'm too connected. I'm too connected. But I kept saying to him, look for your dad, look for your dad. And he turned around and it was the most sincere. Oh, like it was just, you could tell, Oh, there he is. And his whole energy just calmed right down. And there was literally this white light that just went right through. And my youngest daughter was standing beside me because she was trying to console me. And she seen it. It was just this white light just went right through the wall. And I knew at that time he found his dad. And it was a sudden death. It was just really quick. And then I I was on a plane the next day back to Ontario. And when we went to the funeral home, I, I went in alone to see him. And I felt his hand on my shoulder. And that was the first time I ever really felt something like that. Like somebody physically touched me. And uh, yeah, I would say that was probably my favorite because that was his way of saying, I'm okay. So... It is, it is, you know, like we said, sometimes when they die, they, they get scared, right? They don't know why. So. I've, I've had that happen. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen with, with certain people. And, and, you know, when, when they're, you go over and you're looking for them and you, and you meet up with them and they're like, what's going on? This person happened to be extremely agnostic. Yeah. And, and when he passed away, I found him on a stairway. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just sitting there, and there were little shadow. I don't want to call them demons, but there were little weird, dark shadow beings like that were kind of moving all around and making it okay. much more dark around him. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Dude, we got to get out of here." I said, "Like we need to leave now," and he's like, "Well, I don't even know where we are." And we kept talking and talking. I said, "Look, dude, you died." Yeah. You died, and now you can go anywhere. So 
I immediately, because I do know how to astral travel, I immediately said, take my hand, we're going for a flight. Yeah. And I took him to our fishing spot where we always fished. And he's like, how did we get here? And I was like, you can go anywhere on this side, man. Mm-hmm. All you do is, you know, go. I said, but you need to do, we, we talked for a little bit. I said, but you need to do some traveling. There are some people that yeah. you need to go say goodbye to that you need to hug. Mm-hmm. You need to kiss them on the forehead or on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Tell them you're going to be okay. And he was like, okay. And then boom, he was gone. Yeah. And then I talked to a couple of those people afterwards, and they're like, yeah, we felt it that night that he was there. I'm like, yeah, good. Yeah. You know, but it's it's amazing the power from the other side. Oh. And, and when they figure out what they can do and what they can't do, once they figure it out. Once they figure it out. Yeah. It's kind of like that movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze. If you ever remember, there's a, a famous part of that movie where Patrick is passed away and and he's he's trying to move a can and and he keeps going through it keep going through it and he kept trying and trying and then the other spirit was getting angry with him and then when he finally got angry enough and he built up that energy he hit the can and it took off so they they need the energy right so that's why with the ghost tours sometimes it's kind of cool if you have a number of people in there they they if you have a sensitive person they'll we've had people say man i'm dragged at the end yeah it's because they were sucking your energy oh yeah yeah oh yeah and and let's talk about spirits that know their power i mean we know the guy in the upstairs of the barn oh man completely knows knows. his power okay we know that willie in the post house knows his power you know uh, have you outside of those two have you run into a lot of ghosts, Phil, that know their power? Absolutely. We did an investigation in the uh, valley a few years ago, and Pauline went in first, and there was definitely something in the house, and it led her to one of the rooms that had sort of like a... Uh, it was an attic. Yeah, it was an attic, but it was an attic that was in, that connected to a room, but so it had a small door. And at any rate, she had gone in there, and uh, we had some poltergeist activity by which things were thrown at her. And when stuff gets like that, that's when they call me in and I move them on. So at that point, you know, we had to just say, nope, uh, if you can do that, if you can harm people, and if that's your agenda, you're out of here. We're not having that, you know. But keep this in mind. I'd just like to, to say one thing when it comes to the paranormal as well and yes there are some people that are left over here or they haven't quite moved on Um, we're an energy being having a human experience not the other way around and that's important for people to understand so we were energy and we returned to energy and that's the way it works yeah I mean I can understand where where you're going with that and I can understand that, you know, you guys being a team and dealing with personal energy, you know, that every spirit is different. You know, you see a lot of these people, all spirits kind of do the same thing. No, they don't. Yeah. Just like every other person. Like my identity is different from yours and my personality is different from yours 100%. and everybody in the audience. 
spirits are the same way from what I've found. They're all different. If they don't want to come out and party and and play and, and give evidence, they're going to say, oh, screw you. You know? Well, and there's been helpful ghosts. Oh. I mean, there's there's cases down in yeah. Texas. There were a busload of kids was killed by a train coming through. It was so traumatic to them that they know they're gone. And if you stop your vehicle on the tracks and that vehicle's in neutral, and they've done this, the tests have been done. They put flour on the back of a vehicle, and there's literally handprints Little on the back of that vehicle prints. pushing it up and yeah. over the tracks to get it off the tracks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they've actually had, like, pictures of the little tiny hands on the back of the 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 car pushing it that is amazing yeah that is absolutely amazing have either of you ever left a location because of fear because of um Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's one gift, but it's so So many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. You just... It was strong. Whatever was there was stronger than you. Yep. Tell me about that. Uh, again, this one was in, I want to say, this was in the Lower Mainland. But we had went to a call. Um, it was another case of single mom. She had some teenage daughters. She had some crazy stuff going on. Um, as one of our guys was setting up lighting and stuff like that, he screamed out. We went running up to see him. Great big scratch down his back. We took pictures. Um, There was some crazy stuff happening that night. One of our other uh, uh, investigators got tossed down the stairs. So could not understand it. We were trying so hard to, you know, use everything, get it to talk, get it to talk. Wouldn't do nothing. So finally I had went downstairs and I lifted the carpet something said just lift the carpet and I lifted the carpet and the grandmother was with me and she was in tears and there was a big pentagram down on the floor and I I looked at my husband and I said I'm done like I'm out I'm out of here I'm not dealing with that that force is way too heavy for me I can't do this and so I left him in there and I had to I had to physically walk out because there was I just could not handle the energy it was too much how about for you, Phil? You ever been chased out? Not by anything of the paranormal sort. That doesn't scare me. Uh, we were in Harrison, though, one, oh. e- one year. And um, I had uh, was recovering from a broken leg, so I was on crutches. And we were walking out towards the actual, uh, the actual hot yeah, spring. On I the know that side. trail. And there was something screaming from the bush line. Now... 
that area is so wide open that for anything to make a loud noise, it's incredible because the sound gets absorbed by the trees up there. Mm-hmm. Well, this thing was so loud and so threatening. It sounded like a toucan. And I've hunted most of my life. And I said to the wife, I said, that's a warning. And I'm not in any position to take on anything like this. So I said, we're going to back up out of here nice and slow. And we're just going to walk away. And we did. And that week, there was a, uh, there was a, a newspaper um, up in that area in Harrison. And somebody had found tracks outside their window that very same week. Well, we had the boulders thrown down from us. Yeah. But just before we decided to back away, we had like big rocks just thrown down. Oh, wow. So that was enough. Yeah, that was enough to get me out of there. But as far as as far as paranormal, no, I'm not afraid. Um, I guess I've been doing it and around it for long enough to understand my power and who I am that they're not allowed. And I think that's what your listeners need to understand as well. If you're feeling afraid, you take your power back. Right. They only have power over you if you allow it. Yeah, I, I can see that. The only time that I have really, truly been scared, mm-hmm. there were two times up here. Uh, one time I was up on Mount Timothy getting firewood. Turned up this one trail, and the minute we turned on, it was like we were not allowed to be there. Yeah. And we found two trees that were that needed to come down. I get out of the vehicle. I, I swear. And many people who've had experiences will understand this. I know you guys will. Okay, and what that is is everything has its own energy. Sure. Okay. Every like a dark spirit has very heavy energy. A a ghost has heavy energy. UFOs have very high energy. They're on a higher plane. Aliens have that. Uh, cryptids have a very curious a very curious type of energy. You know, but but a but a beware type energy. And I'd never felt this energy before. And I literally got out and felt like we were were being watched. And we wouldn't even let our boy, who was three years old at the time, out of the truck. Yeah. And I I stood there. I said, look, I'm here to take these two trees. Okay, these two dead ones. These dead ones are what causes forest fires for your area in case of a lightning strike or or something. They burn easier. Mm -hmm. I said, let me take them. I'm going to then go on my way, and everything will be good. But that whole time, we felt watched. And after I took those two trees, loaded them up, drove another three-quarters of a mile down this road, there was another tree. I'm like, i got to take that one. Like That'll fill up the truck, and we'll be good for the day. Step out of the vehicle, and it was like, what the hell are you doing here? I told you not to be here. And I was like, I'm out. But that wasn't as scary as last year. Right before we saw the Sasquatch, and I've taken, Phil, I've taken you to the Sasquatch area. Yeah. Okay. Right before we went to the Sasquatch area, uh, we were, uh, I know it's a little crowded in here. Um, We were, yeah, we were going to, to, uh, um, to the to the Sasquatch area, we were going that night, right? And here we were all alone. It was Mark, my partner, 
and the boy. Okay. And the minute we turned up that road, it was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like something doesn't feel right. Yeah. And as I, I'm driving, and as I'm driving up that road, I keep seeing everything looking like an alien gray head. So all of a sudden I'd pass, I'd have the trees in my, you know, in my high beams, but the way the branches were, it looked like the rounding of the black eyes sure, yeah. and the head. And it was so creepy. And Mark and my partner felt real, real heavy on their shoulders. Yeah. And like, this isn't a good night to be here. Yeah. We got to the spot and not none of us left within 10 feet of the truck. We wouldn't let the boy out of the truck, okay? But there was something there, and it scared the daylights out of me. Well, that happened when we went up for me. Remember how I wouldn't go, I wouldn't leave the truck. Yeah. Yeah, I would not leave the truck. I was, like, right close to the truck, even if I sat there, because there was something to me I felt like, mm, I was uneasy about. Yeah, and the more that you open yourself up like that, Right, the more you'll be able to feel those things, but it could be anything. Well, and it could be something just putting off energy. Yeah, it could be something trying to scare you out because yes. it doesn't want you to see them. It it's want children. It, yeah. it just wants to be alone. Yeah. But I mean, it is an eerie feeling. It is. It's very eerie because you can't see it. You can't feel. It. You you can feel it, but you can't see it. Yeah, and that's where it becomes eerie for us. Yeah, For but sure. but those are the situations you have to try and fight through. Yes. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're in the middle of the forest in a Bigfoot area or whether you are in in a barn at someone's 1845 ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that you learn through through experience, too. Like, if that same scenario would happen to me now, that happened to me then, I would have stayed. Because I would have been able to plow through it, right, yeah. and and take that take that that notice and say no, you you've got no authority over me, you can't touch me. But at that given time, I didn't feel that I was strong enough to uh, do that. And a lot of times, if you know you're going into a situation, even with the barns or down at, at the 108, if I'm not up to snuff that day. If I'm feeling tired or lethargic and I'm, I'm feeling down, I a lot of times won't go because you end up either bringing something home with you that you don't want. Um, you know, of course we smudge in that after, but, um, if you're, if you're tired or weak or sick or stuff like that, it's not the time to be playing with that stuff. Yeah. It's not that time to be doing that because then you, you're going to get a whole new ball of stuff that you've got to deal with yeah no i understand that and the and you know it's funny you bring that up because i can tell you that when i do the ghost tour yeah the next day i might as well have drank yeah 10 10 15 beers the night before because i am hung over energetically yeah the next day yeah and all i want to do is sleep yeah all I want to do is is uh, be by myself. I don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of crankiness that kind of goes along with it. What is that? It's just the energy. So, again, you know, like if you're, you know, we work 
all week long. We're, we're hard workers and, you know, we have busy lifestyles, right? So a lot of times what I would do back when we were in, down in the lower mainland, I would take the day before. So if I knew that we were doing an investigation on Saturday, I would take Friday and I would just relax and I would, you know, be quiet and just do quiet stuff. That way there, I could build my energy up. And then come Saturday, I would do it. But I was still, I, I was still tired on Sunday. Because it does take that energy out of you. It just takes a lot of energy. Because remember what I said, they're sucking your energy. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, and on that note, I'm yes. going to get you to hold on because Phil and Pauline Byrne are here for another hour on Spaced Out Radio. We are talking ghosts hauntings, ghost stories, and so much more here on the Mighty SOR. We're having a great time tonight with Phil and Pauline, actually in studio. We let them know where the studio was. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. Come on in, Philzy. You okay? Yeah, absolutely. You have a good fart out there or what? (laughs) Well, we'll save that for a different segment. (laughs) Here you go. All right. So, what are your uh, what are your listeners thinking there? Oh, they're pretty happy. Right. They're pretty happy with you guys. I mean, uh, has there been any questions? Oh, I, I'm saving them. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm saving them. Awesome. Sapphire out. Health. How are you? Long time, no time. No, this is awesome. I think it's great. It's educational for some people, validation for some others, and then there's some people that just don't believe, and that's fine. That's their right until they have a, until they have an experience they can't explain on their own. Well, mm-hmm. that's what happens. And then they seek out people like us and say, "This happened to me, and I can't believe it." We can usually explain it. One of the the questions that Dave asked about was, um, like the energy. Like he was saying that. You know, like he's he's dragged out after the ghost tour, right? Right, and he said, like, why does that happen? I gave him my. Well, thing. you know what? Again, <clears throat> the other side needs to draw on power to manifest, mm-hmm. sure. yeah. and we have energy circuits in our bodies called <laughs> chakras, and you know, there's batteries in the cameras or the equipment that we use, and the energy that they need, they draw from. And when that happens, people can feel exhausted and wiped out. But we do make sure through the tour, Dave, you know yourself. Oh, we, yeah. We don't let people leave if they feel they've had, they have an attachment. We make sure they get saged. We make sure that they're not taking anything with them. We had our own Davey to have an attachment there right? the time. Oh, so yeah. That scared the life right. That scared And when me. that happens, I'll tell you what. Here, tell, you can, tell that story. Yeah. Right? A non-believer becomes a believer real quick when Ooh, they have an attachment. That was so scary. I, I had a group of people who I shouldn't have led on the tour. Mm. But a couple of them were friends of mine. And all of their buddies were... Stoned it drunk out of their trees. Oh, yeah. Bad news. And what happened was they kept pushing the limits. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and the worst of them all, who was the skeptic mouthpiece of the group, he decided to take pictures of the catwalk upstairs. Mm. Right. And I caught him. And I said, 
he's not. I said, <laughs> no. So what did I tell you? I said, I don't need anybody, especially myself, being attacked tonight. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. But see, some yeah. of those people don't believe that. And that's the problem, yeah. which is why if they're on the tour and they do something like that with us, they're rejected. Yeah. Right? This is serious science. It is real. And if you you know, if you just want to come and make mockery of it, don't bother. Yeah, that, that was scary. That was right? scary for me because when I came up to you, you were not doing well. Oh, no. That took a while to get yeah. that crap out of me. Yeah. yeah. That night, I'd rather have been anal probed by aliens and have that happen. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Right. Yeah. I think we're doing pretty good here with the setup. I got this figured out now. Right. There you go. Good. Yeah. Oh, hey, Clam. Jeremy Jones, how you doing? We've got, got a couple of minutes here. All right. Hi, Monica. You know, the other thing is, too, that we haven't really talked about is, again, you know, a lot of people, they want to they, they go out and they want to buy antiques. And it's, oh, been, yeah. it's been proven that there can be attachments. Like if a person was really attached to a lamp, you know, it may not seem like much to us, but it may have been their favorite lamp and it was in the same corner of the house for their entire life and they really, they used it all the time and they were, they just loved it. There One second here. Yeah. CS, what happened in the barn that night was um, we have a rule with the one spirit that we don't take pictures of his catwalk. And this drunk person thought that they knew better and that they didn't weren't going to play by the rules, so they started taking pictures of his catwalk before I uh, noticed. And, and I ran over to him, put my hand over his camera, and I kind of snapped at him. And but those pictures were enough for the dude to attack me. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And also, <laughs> let me add to that: the last tour we just did, I had cat balls on the staircase. Yeah. And we were doing the Estes method with some of the participants, and I asked him. I said, "If you want us to leave, light up the cat ball." And after a while, he lit up a cat ball, but we didn't leave because we were doing the Estes. So he kicked it off the stair. This was witnessed by guests of that yeah. tour. And then the woman tried to put it back on the stair, and he kicked it even harder. We still can't find it. Cannot find that it's one. gone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Transcension, welcome to SOR Chat. I got your question saved. And uh, we're going to get going in about 45 seconds. A big thank you tonight with love to Shelly, Lightwalkers, and Jennifer for the amazing super chats. If you're new here, don't forget to give us a thumbs up and hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Shop at our Spaced Out Radio store on our website, spacedoutradio.com. We do not have ugly swag, people. We got nice stuff that you want to wear. We do. All right. 15 seconds, guys. And here we go. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio 
and on Facebook's Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Hope you got your woo hats on because we're having one hell of a show talking ghosts. Yeah, I love a good ghost story, don't you? Want to say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. I have no idea what this is. Turkey! Turkey is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Now, the password is actually like ectipo, ectipography. There we go. Ectipography. Thanks, clam. All right, our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon for the SOR Space Travelers Club. Phil and Pauline Byrne are here. They are talking about ghosts. This husband and wife team has been investigating spirits and hauntings for more than 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, something, <laughs> something like that. And it's, it's one of those rare nights where I actually have guests in my studio. So, Phil, Pauline, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been so far so so good. They're my neighbors as well, which is kind of cool to have neighbors who are you, you can talk woo to at all times of the day and night. All right, we're going to get into it. Let's get to some audience questions here. Not many, but we're going to start out with them. And let's start off with Kim here. How come you guys don't get scared? Well, I think after you've been around something long enough... Okay, let me put it to you this way, Kim. If you've never been on a plane before, and you get on a plane for the first time, a big plane, and you run into a windstorm and wind shear, you're probably going to be very scared. Mm -hmm. But after you've flown 30, 40 times, and you hit wind shear, you go, eh, whatever. And the reason I use that analogy is simply because there's not much that scares you after a period of time first of all you get used to having the hair on your body standing up you get used to catching glimpses of things from the side you um, get used to when you're using um, when you're using uh, ghost tube or ghost laser or whatever you get used to seeing stuff that's why we're there we're not there to be freaked out. And it really irritates me if I do see a show and somebody's yelling and screaming and freaking out when they get something. It's like, why are you an investigator? If you're that afraid, you shouldn't be an investigator. You? Um, I think that it's just because I am able to hear them chatter to me and I hear their stories. They tell me their stories. And I think that a lot of times they're more upset and need us more than we're afraid of them so again out of there maybe is a handful of angry ones and even if they're 
Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so So many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday angry they're angry because they're not able to get to their loved ones or they're not able to get answers uh usually if you if you help them out they're not bad but um i think i just don't get scared anymore because i'm able to ask i'm able to talk to them i'm able to 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 have conversations and and find out what it is that they actually are wanting and do they want help that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Do they want help? Do you guys think that most spirits know where they are? Or are they still trying to live a life that they were used to? I think, as I've mentioned before, in a lot of cases, if it's a quick passing or if they've died during their sleep, they're in what, what I would consider a sleep state. They're not aware that they've actually passed on. Right? And this is what the case was with her grandmother. She wasn't aware she was gone. We had to help her move on. We had to call in relatives, and she had to recognize the relatives and then leave. Mm-hmm. That you know, so I think the cases are just about as unique as each and every circumstance of them. Mm-hmm. Comment from D. Cipher here for you. Mm-hmm. I think Pauline is more mystic. Delves into the astral. I don't know. I maybe. Let let me say something about Pauline here. (laughs) Pauline is very comfortable at being a medium. And I know from working with her for the last three months, she's way more powerful than that, but not ready to take the plunge yet into the land of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. Not saying I won't. It's not... Not ready there yet. Yeah, you hang out with me long enough. It, it'll happen. <laughs> you don't become the captain of the Wu train. Right. There by, you are, yeah. By just, uh, you know, specializing in one little field. But, yeah, we'll get you opened up by next year. There you are. But she is, no, you know what? That that was a fair question. Or, yeah. Let's go back to Kim. Double shot. What does it mean, a ghost sucking your energy? Phil? Let's take it from you. All right. Well, I mean, you can have some spirit entities or entities that are vampiric in nature. And and I don't mean for blood. I just mean for energy. So what happens is if they need some energy to help manifest whatever it is that they're working on over there, they tap into what makes sense to them, what they find that they can. Just like we do. You get hungry, you search out food, Right. Now, I'm not trying to make the, the, the food similar to what we're talking about. I'm just trying to say that when 
an entity is able to take your energy, A, you're allowing it. So once you are aware that's happening, you can put a stop to it. And second of all, fear is not going to be your friend, right? You cannot be, you cannot go into this afraid. You're the one that's living. They are not. And so the only power, I've said this before on the show already, the only power they have is that which you give them. Now, a poltergeist can move things, but you can still shut down a poltergeist. Have you ever encountered a poltergeist? Absolutely. Like I said, when Pauline was scratched and had stuff thrown at her in that house down in the, uh, on the coast. Wow. All right. Great answer. Let's go to Ross here. What's your thoughts on Ouija boards? Let's start off with you, Pauline. You're shaking your head. I don't like them. You know, years and years ago, uh, you know, Phil and I and a bunch of our friends, we, we played with the Ouija boards. And uh, coincidence, maybe. But uh, my mom died. My dad died. My grandmother died. His dad died. My aunt died. All in the span of two years. I don't think it's because of the Ouija board. I don't. But. I, you know what? But to me... I just am not comfortable with them. I don't... It doesn't bother me if people are, are wanting to play with them and, and they feel safe with doing it. I... Uh, it's just not my thing. Would I do it again? Maybe one day, but not right now. Did I ever tell you my Ouija board story in the lottery? No. No. Did you win? Well, I'm still working. <laughs> Right? No, I don't the, know. The, it's just we tough. were we were actually uh, this is going back to 2013. We were uh, our group of spiritualists that we hung out with. We started using a spirit board that mm-hmm. uh, our friend Pascal had brought over, and Pascal is my guru. He's the man who opened me up, and I'm thankful yeah. every day yeah. for for him being in my life. And we started using it. And then all of a sudden, the board turned to me and said uh, it had a message for me. And it spelled out, you're going to win the lottery. And now, I had talked to a couple of psychics that I had trusted. Right. Okay. And because I had always felt that that somebody in my family, either me or my dad, was destined to win the lottery. And my dad had a close encounter way back in the 80s when the $2 million lotteries were, that was a big one when it hit $2 million, Mm -hmm. right? And he had five out of the six numbers. The winning number was 11. My dad had 12, and the bonus number was 13. Yeah. So that was pretty darn close. So anyways... This spirit board says you're going to win the lottery. I said, when? And it said, like, nine weeks. Okay. Something weird. I went, okay, how much is the lottery going to be for? And you guys know from Canadian lottery, it usually goes up by twos or set or fives. Mm-hmm. It never goes up to weird, strange numbers. Mm-hmm. And it said $43 million. Well, that's an odd number for Canadian lottery. So I said, well, where do I buy my ticket? And it said same place because I always stopped at the same gas station every morning. I'm pretty routine that way. So lo and behold, nine weeks later, the lottery is $43 million. 
Then you get excited. And I went, you got to be kidding me. Right. So that morning, I go buy my ticket. Got your ticket. And go to my daytime job, do my thing, because the draw is not till 7 o'clock at night. Mm. And then afterwards, I go back to our friend's house, totally forget about the ticket. We get back on the spirit board. Spirit has a message for me. Spells out, congratulations. And I went, oh, crap. The lottery ticket. So I run to my vehicle outside to my vehicle, grab the lottery ticket. They were in bad cell phone coverage, so my 3G wasn't even working. Okay. And I finally pull up the BC Lottery website, and I didn't have one single number. Not a one. Well, what about an alternate universe then, Dave? Well, I got... I got really mad. I, I I didn't get scared that it was playing with me, but I got I actually got really mad. Yeah. And I said, "Who are you to screw with my life and my family's life like right. this?" And the board kept spelling out, "Sorry, didn't mean to. Sorry." And I'm like, "Is this a joke to you? Am I a joke to you?" Right? I've never used the board since. Mm-hmm. Would I do it again? Yes. Because um, I don't fear the board. It's just like I don't fear ghosts. True. I just think that it, it opens up stuff that you have to really be able to be able to deal with at that time. Because I've seen it do some some pretty crazy things. Like I said, was that the board? No, I, I don't necessarily mean that. When I said, you know, everybody in my family died within a span of two years, it wasn't just us. It was, you know, our other friends that were playing the board. And we got so attached, Dave, to -hmm. that board that we were playing it like every single night. We were going over to our friend's house and and like we were on that thing every single night. It, It was almost like it had control of us. Yeah. And then, you know, just bad things were happening one thing after the other and and then finally he said you know my husband said that's it it's got to go and we burned it because we just thought it has to go and I do believe that there are powers Mm -hmm. that are manifested through the board there is no way it would have called 43 million dollars nine weeks previous it, it takes a strong person to be able and we did everything that we were supposed to we did the white candles yep we did the clearing like you know so did but, we. but i just think that me personally i don't like being near them yeah that's my thing yeah uh, well you know what let's move on to another question all right. how about that yeah, yeah. all right we got about eight minutes to go here let's go to transcension mm-hmm. who is asking what is a good way to maintain oneself spiritually when I'm constantly becoming increasingly busy with other responsibilities? Great question, Transcension. Do you want to take that or do no. you want... I don't mind taking that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, and, I, and I'm saying this for somebody in your exact same position. You have to find time to meditate. Right. Okay. Meditation isn't a 30 to 60 minute process. You can have a five minute meditation. You can have a 10 minute meditation. 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Meditation. What I do is I have I have a big enough shower, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. I have a big enough shower where I actually have a little stool in my shower. Mm-hmm. And I sit on that bench and I, I ground my feet to the ground or to the bottom of the shower. I put my hands open face to the water and I meditate in the shower every morning. Every morning. Yeah. And... To me, it's like the water washing all of the the bad intentions and the bad juju or anything nasty that's on my mind or or inside of me washes it right away. Sure. And and look, I t- I'm a I'm a ten to fifteen minute shower guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, not a long shower guy because I don't. I, if I could, I would be. Okay, but for me, that that first five six minutes of my shower in the morning, that is for me. That yeah. is to clear my mind, meditate, be thankful, and move from there. How about how about you guys for people? Because life is getting busy for people. For sure. You know, and they don't have time for extracurricular things to, to throw wrenches in their day. Yeah. I um I make sure that I do the meditation. I clear my chakras when I need to especially at least once a week clear those chakras because that energy that comes through you could be walking in the store and somebody could just be super negative and and if you're an empath which i am you're taking it all home home with you so you know clean those chakras have that meditating time um i also use singing bowls crystals are huge for me i make sure that i've always always got some kind of crystal on me um, and I kind of let the universe decide daily which you, which crystal I'm going to carry with me. Um, you know, charge your crystals and, and just, yeah, just make sure that you're drinking your water and just taking that time for you because that is the hugest one. Right. And Dave, I agree with you. The meditating is, is a must. How about you? Philzy? Ask me the question. All right, what is a good way to main oneself spiritually when this person is constantly becoming increasingly busy with other responsibilities? Well, I've heard you say too, and, and Pauline, that you know people are getting busier and we're allowing things to happen and get busier. Yeah. You just got to eke out that time for yourself. So when's the best time of meditation? In my opinion, just before you go to sleep and just be when you wake up in the morning. You set your intention for the day. And in the evening... What I would do or what I do do 
is I focus on all the good things that happen during the day, and I'm sure. thankful and grateful Be for grateful. all the good things. Yeah. But if you're not going to be grateful for anything, well, then just the universe acts just like a parent does. Yeah. How do you feel when you do something for somebody and they're, they're not grateful? Mm-hmm. So, right. you know what? You need to make time for yourself. That's most important. It's like, it's like anything else. You can't love anybody else if you can't love yourself. You can't help anybody else if you don't help yourself. So, yeah. All right, let's go to Shelly's question. We've got four and a half minutes here. Ever come across ones who... Hold hands, afraid of something else that that might show up. Uh, not me. What about you? Say that again. The question's right. There. Okay. Ever, ever come across ones who hold hands? Maybe they're afraid of something else showing up. No. No, I'm not sure. Hmm come across someone who's holding hands but maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit Shelly what's the actual question uh, yeah we'll get to that because there is yeah, a delay Shelley, let me think okay. about that one yeah, yeah, there is it's a, a delay. good question I just need to think about it let's go to wizard how long should we meditate for well that's individual I mean 20 minutes is really is good in most cases but you know what if you can only eke out 10 minutes that's fine if you can eke out more, that's fine too. And, you know, the more you do it, the better you get. But if, you, if you've never done it, my opinion or what I would advise somebody would be to go online and, and punch into your Google, you know, um, guided meditations. And then you'll, you'll find something that will resonate with you and start with that. And a lot of times once you do that, I love guided meditations because it gives me that moment to just, shut down so my brain shuts down everything shuts down and then I'm listening to that person guide me through um, and a lot of times even after they're done you still are you're so comfortable in that spot that you just kind of stay there for as long as you feel and then you'll come out of it when you when you're ready you'll come out of it all right let's go to DB here how do you feel about Reiki Phil, I'm going to save you last for that, okay? All right. Because for people who don't know, Phil is a healer. And I know from first-hand account how incredible his healing energies and powers are. 100%. And uh, um, so we're going to say to you, you at last, but I love Reiki. I absolutely um I, I will tell you a really quick, quick story because I, and I think people aren't understanding. I came from very, very Christian where you didn't do these things. So um, I was held back a lot and um, finally realizing with my loving husband here and a lot of my friends that it was okay. It's okay to have... Um, abilities. It's okay to believe in all this other stuff. Um, myself, I'm a reflexologist as well as a sound therapist. And, um, you know, my husband and I work really well together. And one of the things that um, I'm just getting into, finally just getting into, is the Reiki. And especially with my, my sound healing, ther the therapy that I do, um, it's working with the chakras 
And it's so amazing once you get into that whole thing and you learn how electrical you really are. It's so amazing to really, really dig in. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. 2013, the spiritual group, or 2014, the spiritual group we hung out with mm-hmm. split up because it started with the one person who just did not like the fact that this dummy named me was having all the experiences that she wanted yeah. and she wanted the attention so she actually put a curse on me yeah and when the first time i got reiki my partner went behind stood behind me she's like let me try it. and i didn't believe in any of that okay i made fun of it yeah and she yeah. stood behind me about six feet she goes you feel anything I said no and she moved a couple feet forward. Do you feel anything? No. She apparently moved again, and I started screaming. Screaming. I said, get your effing hands off of me. You're killing my back. Yeah. Because I, I was had such a sore back. And she says, turn around your chair. She was two and a half feet behind me, not even touching me. The power of Reiki, healing, and more... We got Dr. Phil, we got Dr. Pauline, Doctors of the Paranormal, and more on Spaced Out Radio coming up right after this. Stay tuned. Welcome to SOR Chat, a beautiful day. Welcome. And don't forget to hit subscribe, ring that bell. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I was screaming. And well, you know, in, so in, cool. in healing and with healing arts, you can help or you can harm. Mm-hmm. So if a person is brand new to it and they're messing around with energies, it's kind of like messing around with a Ouija board and <laughs> not knowing right. what you're not doing. Not what you're doing. Or barring yeah. your dad's car and not shutting it off when you bring it home. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, we've you got, seen you gotta that be care- You've got to be careful happen, with, you know, yeah. people that touch you because they also leave trace energy on you. What's oh, yeah. their intention when they touch you? Oh, yeah. It took me a couple of years to get that curse off. Oh. And she had told other people that she had cursed me as well. Right? Mm, not good. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy times. Right? No. I'm actually with the with the singing bowls I'm I'm really getting more in tune to all the chakras and it's cool because it's opening up my third eye, which is something that I really need. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I've already oh, told yeah. you how to deal with that. You just have to do it. Yes. <laughs> Sure. I will do it. Yep, my chakras are pretty in tune. Right, right. All right, we got a few minutes here. Okay. So, it's your show. How do you think it's going? I think we're doing great. Audience is loving it. 
Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so So many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Awesome. Having a good time. Good. I expected a smaller audience tonight because um, it's, it, Thanksgiving. It, it's American Thanksgiving, yes, which is normal. Flat six, how you doing? <clears throat> uh, Tim, it works for me. I read your <laughs> comment earlier and I responded. <coughs> Excuse me. It works for me. Grounding can work anywhere, my man. Even if I was standing on your beautiful goatee, I could ground on your goatee. I totally could. You could stand on my beard and you could ground on my beard. Grounding is amazing. Noble Patrick is awesome. Good to have you back, buddy. Uh, Pixie Lara says, I'm loving learning to use my singing bowls as part of my healing and working with my own psychic abilities. Good job. Yeah. P- Pixie Lara is awesome. Yeah, she actually Pixie, made. Yeah. She's the one who actually made me this toque. Well, there you go. Oh, there you go. Right yeah. on. Love this toque. Yeah, no, Pixie, keep keep doing it. It's it's uh, awesome. They're awesome. And you'll know you're in the right zone when the sound of the bowl resonates with you, and you'll know what I mean when it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I gotta put my hair up. Me too. Put your hair up, Dave. Put it up. It is up. It's <laughs> holding nicely tonight. <clears throat> we got a few more questions coming for you guys. Good. Perfect. Flat six from Southeast Kentucky. Wow. Love you too, my man. I exceeded the feed limit today. Oh, so you you weren't eating dinner. You were feeding today. See, I feed as well. I don't eat. I feed. Big difference. Peppa H., how are you? Thank you for the love. we got really, about one minute. I really want to answer that lady's question. I just wasn't, I didn't understand that. Which one? Oh, Shelly's. Right. Yeah, Shelly, rewrite your question if you don't mind, dear. Yeah. Okay. We want to answer that one for you. It's just a little bit off tune. Filsy. Yeah. You gonna steal some stuff from here before you go? No. Why not? Because then it won't be here next time I come. Well, I realize that, but you. Oh, you did. Hold on. Let me see if I got it, Shelly. She says, I did. I did. I want to hear this to about touching your hand. Okay. Got it, honey. All right. Big thank you to Sapphire Elf, Shelly, Lightwalkers, and Jennifer. 
for the super chats tonight. Appreciate the love and support. And shop at our store, spacedoutradio.com. We do not have ugly swag, people. Here we go. Here we go with the second half of Space Talk Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you for joining us wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Reminder to all of you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon by joining the SOR Space Travelers Club. Phil and Pauline Byrne, we have them until the top of the hour before Phil has to crawl into bed and go night-night with his teddy bear named Bobo. All right, we're talking ghosts all night long. It's a rarity tonight. We actually have our guests in studio rather than via their home computer. Phil, Pauline, thank you so much for being here tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Now, right before the break, we were talking about Reiki. Yeah. And we were talking about healing. And, Phil, you are a healer. I, I don't, I, you know what? I'm going to say this. I don't know what to call you. You're not a doctor. You're not a chiropractor. You're you're just Phil. Right. Well, I do have an American naturopathic degree, but that's not what I do. I am a pain specialist and I use very I use a whole bunch of different modalities depending on the individual that's on the table. So each treatment's catered to the individual. It's not just generic as it were. And yes, I'm a Reiki master in three different disciplines of Reiki. And yes, there are many different disciplines of Reiki. They're not all the same. The chakras are the same, but the tuning is different. So it's like playing a bass versus a 12-string guitar versus an 8-string guitar, if that makes any sense. And, you know, Reiki is, is intentional energy, and it's about manipulating fields. But again, I don't want to get into that. We're sort of, that'll take away from really why we're here tonight, dealing with the paranormal. I make the calls on what we talk about. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, and I understand that. And I do actually want to bring you back on to talk about the healing side of everything. Because what you've done with my body has, I, I feel the difference. You have to. It's it's not about me. It's always about the person that's on the table. And it's not me that directs the the treatment itself yeah. either. It's your body that directs it. But, but And we'll end it on this because the one thing that I've learned the most from you is since childhood, we all have trauma. Yes. Whether it's wiping out on our bike for the first time on the cement or whether it's breaking an arm playing football or whether it's sleeping wrong and pinching a nerve in your neck. The body is always correcting itself to heal. 
and to make that pain go away. But what it does is it scars itself, you know, that so that pain is now like locked in a box and it stays there until somebody like you releases it. Well, it's called balancing. And what's happening is trauma creates muscle memory. And at that point there, you can't, you can't adjust it out. You can't rub it out. You can't medicate it out. You have to address it. Once you address it, there's no more need for it. And therefore the body goes on its natural healing course. All right. Let us continue on with some audience questions here. Let's go to Lost Souls. How often have you come across an extraterrestrial presence? Me? Um, we have seen things. I mean, I, I can't say I'm anything like you, Dave. I haven't I haven't had a, an experience. I'd love to have an experience. Uh, we've talked about going up to Mount Shasta and trying to get up to the land of the giants where the Lemurians are. But... To this date, I haven't done it just because if I got up there and they said, well, did you come with us? I probably would. I wouldn't come back. But, uh, you know, the wife's not ready for that. We got grandkids. So <laughs> right. how about you? No, I I don't think that I have. Uh, maybe once. at the. Uh... Pauline's got aliens, people. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> she got aliens. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, Shelly wanted to ask a question that was a little confusing okay, earlier. She goes, I want to hear this about touching your hand, um, you know, the healing part of everything. And then she goes on to say, uh, in other words, uh, are the deceased afraid of something else that shows itself in a larger shadow form? You want me to take that? Well, again, I mean, there are cases... Um, by which you would have, we'll call it a bully ghost. Yeah. You might have several entities in a location and there might be one particular entity that seems to want to run the show and creates fear in others. This is true. But it's, again, it, it's not, no, no such thing as normal. No. Each case is very much individual. Each location is individual. And and that's exactly how we take them on. So there's no there's no set way to find a haunting or um, a visitation um, or anything of that nature. In my at least that I've found, and we've done a lot. We have a, we have two bullies at uh, the 108. That's actually bullying um, one of our other ghosts, and. Uh, Dave and I and, and Phil have talked about what we're going to be doing with these with these bullies because they seem to be keeping the others away. So, um, you know, they they uh, they definitely are stronger. They're stronger, and uh, they're holding a couple back, which you know we have to deal with them in the summer for sure. Yeah, we'll get to them. Mm -hmm. We will get to them. All right, let's move on. Let's go over to Transcension again. How do you know when you are dealing with a curse? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, you know, the person is definitely, uh, you know, not themselves. Uh, things happen. If you're talking about a loved one watching, I watched uh, my husband. And my husband was... Uh, 
quite cursed, um, unfortunately. And uh, it was upsetting. It was very upsetting. Uh, you know, they're not the same person. Um, words came out of his mouth that would never come out of his wealth, mouth. Uh, his voice changed a number of times. And that was witnessed by some of our friends. Um, you know, he... Uh, it's 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 quite upsetting, actually, Dave. You you had that. What was? How did you know you were? Uh, I always felt lethargic. Yeah. I always it's felt like. Thing, right? uh, I always felt nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there was always something watching me. Yeah. And I ended up finding out the curse from Samantha Mowat that had been placed on me because this person had told her, number one, and then her ex fiance had told me as well. Nasty. I mean, but where I really noticed it was through the people that she surrounded herself with. The the lies, the manipulations yes. that were coming out of that, like people wa- go calling up my ex-wife and saying, "Do you know that Dave makes such and such amount of money? You should go for more child support." Mm-hmm. And when I showed her my T4 to say, hey, I don't make that kind of money, she was like, oh. Yeah. You know, it's but a divide just. Divide and conquer. For yeah, sure. it, it was extreme divide and conquer. And mm-hmm. uh, bad energy went around with that. And uh, no, she did place a, a complete uh, curse on me. So. And there's anger too. Yeah. Right? Like there's a lot of just really quick anger and. Yeah, it's 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 quite nasty. You'll know. You will. Yeah. You'll know if you're around that particular person a lot. Yeah. You'll know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And in the end, I found out it was jealousy that uh, caused yes. it because she was the one who felt that she she should have been in the forest with Samantha Moat when the aliens were there. She's yeah. the one who thinks that she should have been speaking at conferences and starting successful radio programs. Right. And, and, hey, not the first time I've been blamed for problems in anybody else's life. I'm sure it's not going to be the last. Linda wants to know, what is the best way to decalcify your pineal gland? Well, um, one of the things you could do is use sound frequency, Mm -hmm. and there are frequencies that you can access on the Internet that help to decalcify and um, again, you do need to be careful about uh, fluoride. Uh, fluoride's been proven to calcify uh, the pineal gland. And also there are generators out there that uh, are called RIFE, R-I-F-E. Mm-hmm. They're very expensive though. But um, again, if, if you have some sort of access to somebody who might have one, that can help a lot as well. Um, there are some talk about certain... Um, supplements you might be able to find if you do some due diligence but I would I would definitely go with first of all if you're using a fluorided um, toothpaste stop if your water's got fluoride in it certain states have fluoride in the water don't drink it um, and then and then use uh, some sound frequency for sure love it good job Filsey good job let's go back to Kim who wants to know what about pets where is my dog, Pauline? <laughs> what about pets as far as spirit-wise? Yeah. 
you know what? Um, I've heard so many people say, oh, animals don't have souls. Um, no, they don't have spirits. They don't have spirits. Sorry. Yeah, they don't have spirits. My mistake. Um, and, and you know, I'll, I'll Kim, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, my German Shepherd, I loved that boy. Oh, my goodness. If I stopped, his nose went right up my butt. That dog was my boy. And uh, he, uh, we rushed him into the hospital, to the pet hospital. And uh, there was nothing we could do. We ended up having to put him down. And both Phil and I held him when he died. And uh, when he died, I, like, you know, any, any fur mama, I, I couldn't handle it. I, I had to walk outside. And I was crying, of course, and I walked outside. And as soon as I opened the door... My dad, who had passed away, was standing there, and my dog was right beside him. So um, I I believe that all dogs go to heaven, just like cats, birds, everything. Um, and your dog, actually, your dog is actually with you all the time. So there's specific times where you're going to, uh, Kim, you're you're sitting at the couch, and you're going to feel something tug or something at your foot or your leg um that's your dog and um foot of your bed that's going to be your dog so he's there he she she they're there they're there with you always all right i love that answer great answer all right let's go to jules what should we do when someone is in the throes of a curse Support. Well, again, you Support. know, you, you may not necessarily be accurate when you're saying it's a curse. Um, y- more information is required to even answer that question. Uh, but if there is a curse, if there is an, if there is a, a, a demonic curse, or if a, if a witch has laid a curse on, there, you know, you almost need somebody to help find that out. Contacting a shaman, for example. Yeah. Or, you know, contacting a psychic medium, something of that. You can't just go at everything and just assume we know. A lot of times you don't know what it is. You need to sort of get some help to find out exactly what it is and then deal with it. I like that answer. Mm -hmm. All right, let's continue on here. Let's go to DB. What are orbs? Why do they come in different colors? And does their presence affect us in any way? Go ahead. Orbs are simply spirits. So spirits sometimes will come in the little forms of orbs. I like to call them like little angels. So you see them quite a bit. Uh, When we're doing investigations, you have to be careful because a lot of times what people call orbs is dust. Um, But you will know when there's an orb, especially if it shoots out from a body or it comes out from the wall or goes into the wall You'll see a lot of them that will, um, you know, go into someone. Um, that actually happened to us down at the Heritage Center. And uh, right away we got that person smudged because even though they're cute, that you know, I don't find orbs are um, a bad thing, but you still want to get that smudged. But I would say, in my, in my opinion, orbs are spirits. And uh, they're just they're just making their way, and uh, they're they're the different colors again. 
I don't know about the colors. The colors, I've never seen any different colors. The only time I've ever seen any colors is when I'm doing chakras, but uh, I've never seen those. That would be actually quite cool to see. I've always just seen little white ones that just shoot around. And a lot of times you will see them, and as much as I hate to say this, but you will see them in cemeteries at nighttime. Or in the middle of the forest. Or in the middle of the forest, where yeah. Where there are no... Yeah, because we did see a lot of them when we were in the yeah. forest, yeah, that one time, yeah. yeah that was so sure. weird. Mm-hmm. So, so weird. Yeah, little All right. fairies. All right, yeah. we got another question here. This one coming from the United Kingdom and Tony. Do Reiki healers deal with spiritual attachments? Um, in my practice, I'm going to say no. My focus is on the individual that's on the table if I sense that there is something else there, then we have to deal with it individually and we have to address it accordingly. But as a rule, I'm not finding that. I'm finding for the most part that when I'm doing Reiki work on people, I'm balancing their energy, I'm balancing their chakras, and that's going to have an effect on their physiology. So there is some discernment there. Could also protect yourself though too before like doing um, if you're feeling out a client that comes in um, if you're feeling that energy and you think okay you you'll you'll know and just protect yourself so protecting yourself could be crystals um, essential oils um, doing a quick protection you know prayer just to make sure that you've got yourself protected. And if it really comes to you after smudging, smudging is like the best thing. We got six minutes to go. Let's get back to the paranormal here. Okay. What does, in, in your opinion, Phil, what is a ghost? What is a spirit? Well, they can be one and the same. Um, again, if it's been, if it's lived a life on this earth, and it's departed, but it hasn't moved on to the light, shall we say. It can be a spirit or it can be a ghost. It's just tomato, tomato. Right. All right. Um, now, if something is not lived in a human body, then it's, in my opinion, it's not a ghost. It is evil and it's demonic. Demonic has never lived in a human body. Mm. Yeah, no. Blue, and blue or. Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so so many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Orbs are said to be more alien. Uh, I yeah, don't have a comment I, I, on after that. After I said that, after I had said about the color, I, I thought about that, yeah. Yeah. We had a weird night one night. 
my when we first built this studio i had my screens facing the wall here and the flag behind me Mm -hmm. and you could see what looked to be a flashlight going across the bottom of the flag like behind the flag and at and at um at the break, I went out there to actually see if there was anybody there because mm-hmm. I thought it was Mark coming by, bugging oh, okay. me, you know, after work one night. And I went out there, nothing. Next thing I know, get back in here. It's on this side of the flag now. And it come, and the people were actually seeing the orbs flying in, like past my face on camera. I never saw them. Yeah. But it was weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally, totally weird. Yeah, I'm actually going to research that a little, uh, a little bit more actually to, to find out. Um, I'm I'm quite intrigued now with the different color orbs. That's that's a good one. That was a good one. Oh, absolutely. Four minutes to go here. We got a quick question from, uh, two quick questions here. One from our attorney at large, Michael Morris. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference between a hex and a curse? That's a good question. No. If the intention of the said curse is negative, I don't think there's any difference at all. Again, I think it's just the wording being used. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's an intention thing, Michael. It's it really is it's again that tomato tomato thing. Right. Let's go to Pixie Lara. Mm-hmm. Phil, who heals the healer? Do you have someone to go to? I love that question. It comes up a lot. Um, yes, I have to seek out like-minded um, mm-hmm. people and, and, and light workers, and then I get work done that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you just come to my place. <laughs> I'll take care of you. Three minutes to go. We've had a good time tonight have, talking. That, this is, yeah. yeah this it's been fun, really hasn't fun. it? Yes, yep. it sure has. It's been a lot of fun. It has. What do you hope, Pauline, to solve with your paranormal investigation? Just to get out there and learn more. To me, it's always learning and always researching and helping those that are stuck I really want to be able to um, move them on, move them with their families. And if they don't want to go, that's awesome. They can stay too, um, but learn things. I just want to keep learning. And I, and I, and the more that I'm getting comfortable with my own stuff, um, I want to be able to help people uh, with loved ones that have passed. Love it. And how about for you, Phil? Well, again, I think for me, I'm science-based. Everything I do is science-based. I think for me, it's validation. And that validation is important because we, as I mentioned earlier in the program, we are a spiritual being having a human experience, not the other way around. I can see that. I can see that. Now, going into 2024, you're going to be starting your own paranormal team up here. Why do that? What's, What's the purpose of getting a team going? Again, there's lots of places that we're interested in, and we would like to go to some of these different places. We'd like to start a YouTube channel, and we'd like to get that uh, that going, and then we'll do our own little paranormal TV, as it were. Yep. Other people are doing it. It just makes sense. Yeah. But we yeah. want to speak the truth. 
Like, we don't want it to be Hollywood. We want to be out there and actually have, excuse me, have that evidence for people to actually see. In other words, we're not going to have stuff scripted. It's right. going to be what There's is. No scripts. Yeah, I don't want any scripts, for sure. I love it, you know, and I think more paranormal teams are seeing that television is about evidence. It's about, and it's not about how they caught the evidence. It's what can they show on camera. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and I think that's why a platform like YouTube has become so much more important and ingrained because it's allowing paranormal teams to to get out there and do their own thing and show their own evidence rather than you know made up farts in the wind like not finding bigfoot right yeah right yeah Yeah. so i think i think too that you know what by having it on something like youtube um, people can pull it up whenever they want to. It's mm-hmm. not primetime TV and it's going to be 8 o'clock on Thursday night. You know, it's going to be, hey, did you see this or did you see that? Or maybe somebody might be from an area that we're going to investigate. And, and say, hey, then when again. we do the investigation, they might say, hey, you, you nailed everything I found. Right. That just validates. Absolutely. Yeah. Phil and Pauline Byrne, my good friends, thank you for coming on Space Out Radio. Thanks for having us. What a, it was great. What a blast. Thanks for all those great questions. Too. What an absolute blast. Coming up next, Steve Stockton from Among the Missing. Robin McRae is here with the Cryptid Report. It's Dave 101 Night. And the Weird News of the Week. Jam Packed Hour 3 is next. Great job, guys. Oh, you're okay? Oh, yeah. Charge this for you. Wide oh wait, oh thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. It's warm in here. Yeah. Told you. It's nice though. I mean it's it's a comfortable yeah. warm. It's not it's not yeah. impressive heat. If you guys want to stick around, you're more than welcome. Well you know what? I have an early morning, yeah. it's eleven yeah. we have a dog that's gotta get out. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'm gonna just see uh Phil and Pauline to the door. I will uh, be right back, guys.
Wow, so much fun actually having people in studio. It was great. Robin McCray's in the background. Love Robin Haynes. <coughs> Big thank you to our audience tonight from uh, Phil and uh, Pauline. They're so thankful that they had an opportunity to come share their stories with you guys. And thank you tonight to Sapphire, Shelly, Lightwalkers, and Jennifer for the super chats. And we're going to get going here in just a couple of seconds here. Stay tuned. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Here we go with the third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. By joining us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio, do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. What do you got for us, uh, Clam? Let's see here. Oh, Ectipography. Ectipography is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com, we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news wire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. It is that time of the night where we say hello to Steve Stockton from the YouTube channel Among the Missing for another spooky story. Hello, friends. Welcome to Among the Missing YouTube channel on Spaced Out Radio. I'm Steve Stockton, and I'm about to take you on an unbelievable journey of people just like you. Their stories and encounters will haunt us on Among the Missing. That brings us to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum Heist. On March 18, 1990, Two men posing as police officers responding to a disturbance call entered the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston, Massachusetts. Ultimately, this was only a scheme to swipe valuable works of art. The suspects tied up the guards and sold 13 pieces of art valued at more than $500 million, including works by Vermeer, Rembrandt, Degas, and Manet. It is the most significant theft of private property in terms of sheer value in history. It is speculated that the robbery was the work of a criminal organization but no arrests have ever been made. The Gardner Museum continues to offer a monetary reward for information leading to the recovery of the art, and the spaces in the museum where the paintings once hung remain empty. Next, the strange disappearance of Brittany T. On January 10, 2023, 
35-year-old Brittany T. vanished after leaving the Brookfield, Massachusetts home she shared with her boyfriend. Brittany's vehicle reportedly was not working, and she left on foot on one of the coldest nights of the year. Brittany's loved ones say it's unlike her to disappear without making contact. She was reported missing by her family a few days later, prompting an immediate search of the area. The case had a heavy social media presence from the beginning, and a Facebook group keeps the public notified of any updates. Local woods, backyards, parked cars, and parks such as Lewis Field, near where Brittany was last seen, were searched. Among those interviewed were Brittany's boyfriend, who was described as cooperative. Authorities said there is no evidence a crime was committed and no suspects have been named. Brittany T. is 5 foot 6 inches tall with brown hair and blue eyes and was last seen wearing a black winter coat, hoodie, jeans, and work boots. As previously mentioned, temperatures were near record lows when Brittany went missing. Anyone with any information on Brittany's disappearance or whereabouts is asked to call the dedicated tip line at 508-453-7589. Next, the Betty and Barney Hill incident. Now, there have been numerous UFO sightings since the first reported one in 1947. One of the most notable is that of Betty and Barney Hill, an American couple who became famous in the 1960s for claiming to be abducted by extraterrestrial beings. The Hills were driving back to their Portsmouth, New Hampshire home on September 19, 1961, after vacationing in Canada. While driving through the White Mountains, they noticed a bright light in the sky that seemed to follow them. At first, they thought it was a shooting star, but it soon became apparent that it was something else entirely. As they continued to drive, the light grew closer and brighter, and eventually they could see that it was a large, disc-shaped object that appeared to be hovering above the treetops and was utterly silent. Barney stopped the car, and they got out to look closer. According to their later accounts, the Hills saw several humanoid creatures looking out at them from the craft's windows. These beings were described as about five feet tall with gray skin and large wraparound eyes. They were wearing black uniforms and seemed to be communicating with each other in a language that the Hills could not understand. Terrified, the Hills fled to their car and left as fast as possible. They began to experience strange sensations, including a tingling sensation in their bodies and a buzzing sound in their ears. They claimed the car was vibrating and the steering wheel was becoming difficult to control. The Hills realized that they could not account for two hours when they returned home. They also noticed physical evidence that something unusual had happened to them. Betty's dress was torn, the lining was ripped out, and Barney's shoes were scraped and scuffed in a way that suggested he had been dragged. Over the next few days, the Hills began to experience strange dreams and nightmares. Betty dreamed of being taken aboard the craft and subjected to a medical examination while Barney dreamed of being interrogated by these beings. These dreams and nightmares continued for several weeks, and the Hills became increasingly convinced that aliens had abducted them. Eventually, they sought the help of a local psychiatrist named Dr. Benjamin Simon. Under hypnosis, Betty and Barney recounted their experiences in great detail, including their encounters with the beings and the medical procedures performed on them. According to Betty, the beings had shown her a map depicting a series of interconnected lines and dots representing various stars and star systems. She would later draw the star map for Dr. Simon. The Hill's story became the subject of much debate and controversy in the following years. Skeptics argued that the Hill's experiences could be explained by sleep paralysis or other psychological phenomena, while believers saw their story as proof of alien visitation. Despite the controversy, 
The Hill story has remained one of history's most well-known and influential cases of UFO abduction. It has inspired countless books, movies, and TV shows, and continues to fascinate and intrigue people worldwide. And thank you to Steve Stockton for a great story tonight as we close out Among the Missing for the night. You are awesome, Steve. Thank you for letting us use your stories. If you want more, just head over to youtube.com forward slash Among the Missing and get those stories for you today. All right, from the missing to the mysterious, let's get into the cryptid report. Here's Robin Haynes. Robin Haynes, how are you? Thank you for coming on I, in. I'm good. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody but you because you already had Thanksgiving. But for the rest of us here in the States, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, it was a month ago. It was, you know, you're a little late. You're about, uh, you know. I know. My son lives in Canada, and every time I call him on Thanksgiving, he's like, you do know it was a month ago, Mom, right? I love it. I love it. Nice to, <laughs> nice to have you here. What have you been up to? Not a whole lot. I've been busy. You know, I've got the new website out now. So I've been busy getting a lot of calls on that, doing a lot of sessions with people. And then I have the crypto people that I help anyway. So between all of that and then last week, a very dear friend of mine invited me to his place for the week to get some R&R. So I went there. Of course, I didn't have enough Wi-Fi to do anything, but it was nice to get away and take a break, except he... You know, we dealt with the cryptids there too, and which was fun. So yeah, I stay pretty busy. There's, I work with a lot of people all over the globe, so it, it's definitely busy time. Wow, wow. I mean, but the cryptid world never really stops, and we're getting to that time of no. year where when ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind it's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there it's It's, one gift but it's so So many many different different things. things Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. Make your holidays magical with Kinder Joy, the unique chocolatey treat plus toy. One half of its iconic egg shape contains layers of sweet creams with crispy wafer bites. The other half has a fun holiday toy designed to spark a child's imagination. Kinder Joy makes the perfect stocking stuffers and great gifts for kids. So open a world of surprise this holiday season. Pick up Kinder Joy at your favorite retailer today. Winter is setting in. And, you know, I'm curious, uh, you know, now that winter is coming, what happens to the Sasquatch? What what are they up to? They're doing their thing. Everybody seems to think that they like, there's the myth that they hibernate. They absolutely don't hibernate at all. They also do not, you know, take off to different places. They don't migrate. They'll follow the food source. They'll send some of the warriors to go chase after the food source and bring it back to them. But I have had as many sightings in the winter as I have in the summer and during the day. You know, they're loud and proud here. They they haven't quieted down at all. In fact, they're more active now because the heat's not so bad. 
but it's like the other night I went outside to let the dogs out. And it was like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And there was one just on the outside of the fence and the dog ran right up to another one that did a belly crawl across my backyard. I'm out there. I was actually talking to another researcher and talking to him on the phone. We'd been talking for quite some time. And I'm like, just a minute, the dog's chasing a Bigfoot, you know, and this, this was one of the, the youngsters was a, did, did a belly crawl across the backyard. I honestly was surprised that mom or dad didn't have a fit, but I was out there. And the dog wasn't trying to hurt it. It was just standing there barking at it. It did this little belly crawl right over to the fence line. And the adult was on the I couldn't tell if it was a male or female. It's right on the other side of the fence shaking the trees. And it took off. But they're not, I mean, they don't slow down for wintertime anywhere I've ever lived. Like, And I'm, you know, born and raised in Michigan. We'd get four foot snowdrifts and it didn't slow them down. You know, they have caves. They have underground tunnels. They have various ways to keep warm. They'll use the older wood and they'll make fire. Not all clans will do it, but there's definitely clans that will use fire for heat. And they've stockpiled food for the winter, so if it's too nasty out, they're not going out. They've got food. And if not, they still have the, the hunters for the clan will go out and get food and bring it back. They're living their lives. They may not be out as much due to the cold, but they're definitely out there. There is a debate on whether or not they are migratory. Yeah, they, they don't migrate. They, they absolutely don't migrate. The only thing that's different is with them is like what we do. You know, like we have some people that are retired or whatever, and they don't want to be stuck in the snow. So they'll go down to Florida for the, you know, for the winter months. So they're not in the snow. There are some that will occasionally do that. Now I have a female out of my one main clan in Michigan, and she was born and raised in Florida. So when she moved into the Michigan area to be with her mate, she was not happy at all. Like, she did not like the cold. And so she would go about once or twice a year, and she'd go down and stay with her mom in Florida, and she'd go down there for them and come back. But they don't migrate. They, they really and truly do not migrate. They may go follow the food sources, send the hunters, you know, to follow the food source. Or, you know, there may be a few that are just like, this is too cold for me. But, that's again, that's not any different than what we do. You know, I mean, if if we're retired and we decide we don't like the weather for that type of year or whatever, then we go. You know, I, I have friends that have lived down in Texas and wintertime or summertime in Texas, they came up to Michigan because it was too hot in Texas. They're not migrating. They simply were in a position in their life where they could afford to go back and forth. But as, you know, as far as migrating, they do, they're not an, any more animal than we are. They don't migrate. They don't, eh? Okay, so uh, when they stay in their own area, what are they staying for? Is it because they're used to that area? I mean, you just mentioned it's their that. home. Well, but you just mentioned, uh, you know, the one moved from, you know, Florida to Michigan. How does that even happen? How do they even know where Michigan is? Well, I mean, they don't look at a map by any means. You know, their ideas of maps are a whole lot different than ours. She was originally from Florida. You know, they go through portals. I mean, not that they can't walk great distances, they can, but they go through portals. It, it, anybody that's really deeply involved in, in this research field finally gets to that level where you have to accept things that, you know, don't really feel comfortable to you, and that's one of them. She only went back because she hated the cold, didn't want to live in the cold, but that's where her mate was at. And he was part of the clan that I work with and have for years. 
And so she would go down, her mom was in Florida, and she'd go down there when it got too bitter cold, she'd go down there and stay a couple months and come back. And, you know, she would go down through the portal system. That's what they do. That's how they get all over the place. I mean, I've got some from Texas that stay out by a friend of mine's house, and they'll pop over here, and I'll get hold of her, and I'm like, okay, such and such was just here. I know because he likes to smell skunk all over his body, and he would mind speak, and then he goes back. I mean, it's a really weird topic, and it's scary because a lot of people don't believe in it, but there's also, for every one person that doesn't believe in it, there's 10 more that have physically seen them going in and out of these portals and have experienced this stuff. So, you know, I guess you base your opinion on, on what you've witnessed and what you've experienced and, and learned along the way. But they will do it, but they don't migrate. You know, they might, she does it because it's more comfortable for her. Now, she's gotten better about staying in winter, you know, in Michigan over the years because she's gotten used to it. But she used to, in the beginning, you know, when she first started coming down, she would do the portal thing. She'd go back down to her mom's. It was just too cold. You know, and that particular clan, they did use fire, and that did help. Right. You know, but they'll get the older pieces of wood so you don't have a lot of smoke to it. But, again, it depends on the clan and whether or not that clan, the leader, allows it. Right. So so they do have clan leaders. Yeah, absolutely. They have hierarchies through the whole thing. You know, they have the warriors. They have the hunters. They have, you know, who's going to watch the children. They have you know, the medicine people that, you know, the healers, they have the leader of the clan that, you know, overall resides over everybody. They have their own hierarchy there. Everybody knows their place. Everybody knows what they're, they're supposed to do. Okay. How many are in a clan? That, again, that depends on the clan. I've had some that had had 12 to 13 in it, and I've had another clan that I was around the head up to 60. And the only reason I knew there was that many was because there was so many at that point in time that were coming in and out of my yard. I had a journal, and I would write down a description and what they looked like, and I would write their name. Because where I lived at at that time, which I don't know, but I did, you know, my property, it was only 10 acres, and it was most of it was wooded. And you couldn't really see into the property. These things walked around uncloaked 90% of the time, didn't matter what time, day or night. Could they cloak? Absolutely, yes. Shadow walked up within 10 feet and it was standing there. And I was looking at him when my son came up and he got scared. I hired my son and so he cloaked in front of me. And I watched him do it. And I've had them do that to me before. You know, I've had them where they're walking right next to me in the snow. And I'm watching footprints being made right next to me. And you can see nothing except these footprints being made. And then they would stop and they would uncloak and, you know, for a few seconds or whatever. And I would see them in full physical form. Then they would cloak again. We had one out here that was chasing a deer across the road. And I saw the deer come running across the road. And I'm like, what is this deer? I mean, it was just hauling butt. Pretty soon I just see this Bigfoot that comes off the side of the road, uncloaks as he lands in the middle of the road, turns, looks at me in my headlights, and then jumps up to jump to the outside of the road after the deer and he recloaked midair. You know, so where I was at at that time, they didn't, 90% of the time, they were not cloaked. They just walked around freely. I mean, they knew they were safe there. Everything was fine. But I kept a journal and I documented them. And there was like 60 in that, which I thought was absolutely excessive. But, you know, I would say an average number is probably in the 20s, maybe as low as the 30s. But I, I have seen them that have only had 12 or 13. 
Okay, you also mentioned that, you know, that you work, uh, they could possibly live in a cave system that is, oh, yeah. You know, that is uh, miles upon miles long. Uh, you know, for a lot of us who are above ground dwellers, that seems, you know, quite <laughs> a Are they making their own cave systems or are they using. There have. It's a little bit of both. I mean, if they can find a cave system that's already there, they're fine. And they're happy to use it. Will they dig out cave systems? Yeah. I mean, I know of people that have actually found where that's what they were doing. If the ground is, you know, sanding up, but yet it's able to be packed enough, then yeah, they will do it. Okay. What's in there for them? Well, the protection of the cave. I mean, and if you're underground, it's cooler in the summer. You know, and you can get underground to hide. You can store your food. You can do whatever you want to do. People aren't looking for them underground. Just like, you know, they get up in the trees and a lot of people miss them because they don't bother to look up in the trees. No, I I understand that. that and that makes perfect sense. It, it, yeah, it, these cave systems are perfect for them because they've got shelter. They can store food in there. They can disappear out of everybody's sight. You know, and a lot of them, you'll find um, trees, well, branches or whatever, and they literally will make them sharp on the bottom and put them in the ground, and people think that they're they're a tree. And I've actually gone up and leaned on one thinking it was a tree, only to find out it was never a tree to begin with. There was not even roots to it. It had been at the bottom of it, whittled sharp and crammed into the ground, and it's like this stick, and I thought it was a tree there. And I leaned on it, only for it to fall over. And a lot of those, um, I have talked to several people who have coordinated a lot of those with underground tunnels. A little bit off topic, same same creature though. A lot of people have found trees that have been pulled out of the ground, Robin, mm-hmm. and then turned upside down. Yeah, those are territorial markers and it shows strength. You know, the bigger the tree, the stronger the male, but those are a territory marker. Those you don't want to mess with. That's what I That thought. is theirs. They're going to mark it and that's, you know, you don't mess with it. It's more for their people, not ours, but we still have to be respectful of it. I could see that. Okay, so what would be... I've never seen one. Have you seen one up close? Yeah, the one I saw was not as large as some of these bigger ones that I've seen, you know, films of or photos that people have sent to me. But yeah, I've seen it before. They pull them through. I mean, the roots are all intact and everything, and they just flip it upside down and take the top of that tree, cram it right into the ground. The strength that it takes to be able to do that maneuver, whether it's a big one or a little one, is just amazing to me because those roots are all intact. They just rip it right out of the ground. They'll do that on graves to cover up one of their graves. They'll take a tree out and just replant it on top of the grave so nobody knows that there's, there's a grave there. But when they take it and they flip it like that, they're marking that territory and they're telling you to stay out. Okay. Now, is that is that telling people to stay out or just other clans or rogue members to stay away from the clan that's there? The ones that, that I've asked about it, and I, all I can talk about is what they've told me. When you have a tree that's upside down like that, that is marking territory. That is theirs. They don't want other sasquatch in there they have no desire for it when it comes to our type human if you're going in there then you're being tolerated it's originally made to show that the strength of that clan member and that clan leader 
and that that is now their territory. It's just like if we were out in our yard and put a new trespassing sign up or fenced off our yard so nobody would walk through it. That's the same exact thing. Now, you get these big upright X's, and that means stay out. If you get an upright X and you've got what looks like a pole on either side, that's a stay out, and it's marking territory. But when you get these huge trees like this tipped upside down, that is a show of strength. They want you to know what you're messing with before you go into that area, and they are making darn sure that you know that it is a taken area that is theirs. Where can people find you, Robin? You can find me at paranormal-empowerment.com. That's my website. Um, I do various services there. If you don't see the service that you want on there, fill out the contact form. Tell me what you're looking for. I may be able to help you anyway. Or you can find me at R-L-Y-N-N-E and then a period, F-O-R, E-S-T-P-E-O-P-L-E at gmail.com or I am under Robin Haynes on Facebook. Not Robin L. Haynes, but Robin Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S. Love it. It is always a pleasure to speak with you (laughs) on this topic and we will do it again next week, my beautiful friend. I will be here. I look forward to it. Take care, sweethearts. You take care. Love ya. Love you too. Coming up next, (laughs) it's the Dave 101 where... I don't believe disclosure is coming at all. And the strange news of the week. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. Okay. See you later, sweetie. Bye. Bye, Robin. She's so nice. So nice. Isn't it nice to have a show where we actually have people in studio? So happy that uh, Phil and Pauline came on. I know they're listening from home right now. Philbert and Pauline, we love you around here. We've got the studio window open now. Because Phil was just so damn hot. Thanks, Monica. Thanks, Vanessa.
We got a couple minutes left. Witchy, how you doing? John Loban Creative, thank you for joining us. Uh, no, I'm not Pixie Lara. I have to work. Unfortunately. I know it's boring without Phil here. Thank you tonight to Sapphire Elf, Shelly, Lightwalker, and Jennifer. Great super chats, guys. Thank you very much. And um, don't forget to shop at our store, spacedoutradio.com. We do not have ugly swag, people. Nope. Not here. Not ever. Jabbar, welcome to SOR chat. Here we go, everybody. Final half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Reminder to all of you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And you can join me on Patreon in the SOR Space Travelers Club. It is that time of the night where I yell at everybody to get off my lawn. Yep, it is time for the Dave 101. That 2024 is going to be a power year in ufology. 
Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so so many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday news from the left news from the right news from the up news from the down and straight at you to slap you across the face saying hey where have you been the last seven years well here we are we're seven years into the new york times article coming up and what we see is a lot of arguing a lot of pandering And a lot of confirmation. Yeah. Confirmation. Because we're being conned that disclosure is real. We've heard David Grush talk disclosure. Chris Mellon talk disclosure. Lou Elizondo talk disclosure. Everybody and their UFO dog talking disclosure. What is disclosure? Disclosure is opening up the books from the very beginning, the stuff David Grush says he knows that goes before Roswell and bringing it to the light of the public. Yes, we've heard the word transparency so many times over the last number of months that the only thing transparent is that the fact that government officials like Tim Burchette, don't know how to be transparent. No, they want the information for themselves. Ufology is becoming a power source of information of who has top secret clearance and who hasn't. And yet somewhere at the top, I tend to feel there is a small group of people, probably all men, hanging out, laughing at their cigar parties, saying, look at these idiots. Look at these people who actually believe we're going to tell them about aliens and we're going to tell them about us not being alone in the universe. No, we're going to keep that free energy. We're going to keep that technology For ourselves, because by God, this is the military-industrial complex. And with the military-industrial complex, you don't mess with us. Right now, any sort of disclosure, as minimal as it is, hangs on the Schumer Amendment, which basically says, to put it in layman's terms, We got aliens, and we got their craft. 
and we're going to tell you about it. But there are Republican heroes out there, from Mike Rogers to Mike Turner, Mitch McConnell to Speaker Johnson, who are trying to squash the Schumer Amendment, which talks about UFO and non-human intelligence transparency. You see, they don't want it. They don't want the hassles of talking about it. They do not want to be bothered or have their military friends bothered by having to step up to a podium and say, ladies and gentlemen, these are the secrets we are keeping from you. You see, a guy like Mike Turner has a lot to lose. Why? Well, guess who's in his voting area? There happens to be one of the largest Air Force bases in the world, and that's Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Do you really think he wants to piss off the people who are supporting him, the generals, the colonels, joint chiefs of staff, the majors, the captains, lieutenants? And we haven't even got to all of the civilian jobs that are there as well. No, he doesn't want to lose that. Why would he? He's also the guy who basically called David Grush a fraud because he never saw anything with his own two eyes and was just repeating stories from other people. In other words, doing his job. No, I am not believing That disclosure is here. And the question is, if the Schumer Amendment gets voted down, does it get put back in at a later date? Not without some major revisions, I believe, if at all. You see, there are trillions of dollars that UFOs are going to make for the United States of America from military to military providers like Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman. You get the picture. Trillions of dollars are going to go into other groups to try and make the world a safer place, especially from them aliens. Every time I see something blocked like this, the red flags start to throw quicker than an NFL playoff game. Why? Because that tells me that we need to look between the lines and read what they are hiding. In this case, I would say they are hiding a number of things. They are hiding technological advancements, maybe even free zero-point energy, They are hiding the fact that they are in control of UFOs, not from here. And they are even in control of some of the bodies. Now, look, I realize that all aliens are not good. But if we don't recognize that the narrative is fully under control by the U.S. government, we're not going to get what we want, which is truth. 
which is transparency and total disclosure of the event. No, I think, without sounding too pessimistic, that there's a lot of antiquities at the Pentagon that need to go away, retire, quit, maybe even die, before this story gets out further. Now, we do know that there are problems with disclosure. There are concerns. A concern about the economy. A concern about how people are going to react. How is it going to affect modern-day religion? You get the picture. We don't need people who are paranoid running through the streets of your hometown firing machine guns because there's nothing left to lose. The aliens are here. Their ships are invisible above the town. And dang, burn it, we're going to shoot it down. Even though there's nothing there. Because a lot of people who fire guns into the air tend to forget the bullets come back down. Right? But for you, for me, for those of us who are experiencers in close encounters with these craft and entities, we know one thing is clear. We're never going to get our say. We're never going to get what we want, which is answers to why us. Why are we the lovely chosen ones who have been asked to represent aliens being real all because they decided to show us their craft, show us their lights, or pull us out of their bedrooms to do some work on us. No, disclosure is a far, far away term, farther away than never, never land. I just thought of that, and I thought it sounded cool. We're nowhere close. Don't let the so-called UFO experts on Twitter or on Facebook show you anything different. There are too many people out there who do not want this subject moving forward. And unfortunately, it is people of power. Now, I do believe that there is some sort of invisible college that is calling the shots. I was once tipped off to this about three years ago. Heard it was a board of four members who used to sit around, drink expensive scotch, smoke expensive Cuban cigars, even though they're illegal in the United States, and control the UFO narrative. As David Grush stated in his speech to Joe Rogan, talking to a, a multi-starred general who said, if they were there, I would know about it. No, this is so compartmentalized that, General, you're not on a need to know. So therefore, you don't know. And that's where we have to keep it at. UFOs are going to be big bucks to the American taxpayer. Probably... When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. 
even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. ...to the trillions, eventually. But for now, with an election next year, with a number of hot spots around the world that the U.S. may have to go clean up, The last thing that anybody wants in D.C. is to be worrying about little gray-eyed dudes running around, flying their ships, and crashing them. Now, I don't believe that many people in this field actually know who is working on it because NDAs prevent things like that. We also know that the government isn't keen on moving things forward. And I will state again, something I stated a long time ago on this show. I think there are many out there believing that the next 20, 30 years might be more interesting for disclosure because half of these old coots that are running the country will be dead and gone by then. At least we hope. Unless it's, Old Kissinger, who seems to have the miracle of life to live forever. What is he now? 302? Bet you he knows about UFOs. They all do. Question is, why do they not want to tell us? Why do they not trust us to even confirm the phenomenon is out there? Bogus congressional hearings, we don't need any more. Why do we not need any more? Because nobody's giving the public anything. Let's get off the bandwagon and call up our politicians, call up those who are in the know, and say, look, if you're not going to give us any juice, stop pouring the juice into the glass and telling us to drink it, even though it's not really there. Hmm. Where do we go from here? We keep pushing. We find that secondary route in order to get big time into D.C. where people like Grush are free to speak, Elizondo's free to come back, Jay Stratton and James Lukatsky can be a little bit more open, and maybe the new head of Arrow, whoever that may be, would actually realize that with this subject, we need a little bit more transparency and honesty. That is your Dave 101 for the night. Here comes the news. What time is it? It's time for Shirky Pink's News! You know, I rarely start off with my old hometown, but... With this one, I kind of have to. Police in Mission, British Columbia, where I lived for 15 years, say they are seeking the owner of a half a kilogram of cocaine 
that was hidden in a public restroom ceiling, and anyone who wants to claim the narcotics should bring proof of purchase. Yeah, RCMP Corporal Harrison Moore says the officers will be happy to set up an interview at the owner's convenience. Moore says in a news release that the maintenance worker, a maintenance worker, found the drugs when they opened up a ceiling pad on Thursday. He said the drugs were divided into multiple packages and it's believed they were hidden for a drug dealer to pick up. Moore said that whoever hid the drugs hadn't been identified, but jail cell number three is waiting for anyone who wants to claim it. The release warns any about the danger of leaving drugs where a member of the public could be unknowingly exposed to them. If the drugs are yours and you want to report them lost or stolen, please call Mission RCMP. Good job, boys. Good job. Move over, Tiffany Gomez. Why? There's a new crazy plane lady. Didn't take long for this Karen to strike now, did it? And now she's all over social media. Viral video followers recall Gomez's epic freakout when she declared a fellow passenger was not real while traveling on an Orlando-bound American Airlines flight in July. Yeah, she got aliens. A new, more demonic-tinged meltdown makes the episode look rather child's play now. Appearing like something straight out of The Exorcist, this latest video making the round shows a stressful, unhinged scene aboard a Frontier Airlines plane en route from Houston to Denver. By the time all was said none, the flight was grounded in Dallas. Passengers who witnessed the devilish drama unfold might have been feeling more than a little bit uncomfortable about what they saw. The video shared to Reddit on November 18th shows a female passenger apparently completely losing it and possibly enduring a psychotic episode by wailing from the top of her lungs. As passengers tried to figure out what to do and what on earth was going on, the woman is seen crying and arguing with in-flight crew members and passengers while trying to get back to her seat. She even climbs over the seats at one point, crawling through the cabin while sobbing and screaming. Meanwhile, another woman pipes up and tells the other passengers that they're witnessing a demonic possession. That's not her she possessed. She needs your help. This woman says that before telling everyone on board they need a relationship with Jesus to stave off such a takeover of the soul. Police on the ground in Dallas were having none of it, though. Immediately boarding the plane to remove the disturbed woman, there were no reports of physical injuries. Well, that's good. Look, Florida man does some really gross things, okay? I don't make the news. I just read it. And this is about the wrong kind of physical evidence. I don't even know why this one was brought up to me. But hot damn, Florida man, you did yourself good, kid. Physical evidence has paved the way for Florida man to be arrested after allegedly defecating. Now, hear this out. Defecating on a dead possum in rush hour traffic, according to police. 
How high do you have to be to take a poop on a dead raccoon or possum? The 45-year-old man was nabbed near Clearwater by police after he was seen taking care of business in the Belcher Road Willow Tree Trail intersection before transferring the excrement onto the possum. The alleged incident happened in full view of motoring public, says the reports. The death was observed. I'm trying to hold in my laughter here. Yep. The, the person was uh, observed defecating on a deceased possum with his pants lowered and his butt exposed, according to an affidavit. Police officer from the Clearwater PD reportedly saw the entire stinky episode unfold, too. When questioned, Rudy Wilcox, the man who made the bad decision, denied the accusations and said the officer who witnessed him apparently doesn't see straight. Yeah, police were not buying that at all. And finally tonight, well, let's go back onto the airplanes. If you thought you were having a bad day, think again. Unless you were on a... Re- What's with Frontier Airlines here? Demons? And now a lady deciding to say, Sorry, people, I got a whiz. And decided to bend down and pee on the aisle. Yeah, she's arrested and in jail, too. Frontier, clean up your act. Who does that? We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in, at work, at home, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, Spreaker, LinkedIn, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter. And hashtag spaced out radio. I know you're out there somewhere. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night, Mr. Bumblefoot. We need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I gotta get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.